Navigating today's real estate market can be tricky. Want to buy or sell a house, finance or insure a house, or stuck with a house and don't know what to do? Florida Talk Real Estate has been your local one-stop real estate shop since 2012. Get the advice you need from your local real estate pros. Here are your hosts, Jim DePola and Johnny C. Live on Real Radio. Hey, this is Jimmy D. We're in the Florida Talk Real Estate Show. Johnny C. is not here yet, but he'll be here in just a little bit. We are too left. Oh. Oh. We are the uh, number one real estate show for information in South Florida. Hey, guys, uh, we've got Mike Rao here from the mortgage firm. Mike? All right. Starting lineup. I'm going very fast because I want to. There he is. There he is. There he is. Hey, uh, uh, can we just run the music again? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy happy 2024. Happy 2024. And good morning, Ross. Ross Camarones from Brightway Insurance. Only Juno Beach. That's the only one you care about. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. Happy, happy new year. Happy, happy 2024. And Johnny's just putting everything together. So good morning, Johnny. And uh, guess what? T- tomorrow, 12 years ago tomorrow, I remember walking into that Port St. Lucie studio on Jennings Road and starting off our show for the first time ever. And back then it was called, do you guys remember what it was called back then? Florida Talks Real Estate. Nope. No. What, what do you think, Ross? Or do, you, do you remember what the show was called back then? With you, something you with Robin Jim. I don't think you started... Until the year after. Yeah, I think I was. A, I came in. You're 2013. After. No, I don't. I don't. I think. I think Johnny remembers something with Robin Jim. Yeah, it's got to be something with Robin Jim. Yeah, yeah. It was a uh, talk real estate with talk Robin. Talk real estate with Robin Jim. Yeah. Okay. So, do you mind if I give my annual story of how that the day that show started? Oh, I'd love to actually. Good morning, everybody. By the way, Good morning, sorry for Johnny. my uh, tardiness. No, don't don't apologize. I, everybody was a little late. I came in late. Everybody came in late. I was getting a little concerned. I'm not a texter and driver. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I did grab my phone at the last second to send Jimothy a quick one, like, hey, I'm really close. Yeah. But I decided to just call him because it's more responsible. Yeah. Uh, and I noticed no text messages saying, like, hey, I'm yeah. here. So I was like, hmm. I think Jimothy was waiting at the door. He was doing concierge service oh. this morning for everybody. I mean, actually, actually yeah. Johnny, when you say that uh, I'm close, it usually means something else. Oh, I know. So, yeah. yeah. So that's why I wanted to call you. I wasn't sure what was going on. I didn't on. want to mislead you in the text. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Yes. And, and <laughs> Jimothy, thank you for coming in today. Jimothy no is very, very sick. He's playing her. I got a little so, sick today. But yeah, uh, that's all right. So. I'll stay over here. Really and, appreciate uh, not spread this around. Sorry, yeah, fighting the funk, man. It's everywhere. Is that the chest thing or the stomach thing? Uh, just a, just a cold, but I got the sinus headache. Yeah. And, you know, uh, whenever this happens, I always get the renowned um, uh, respect for you because I know how much you've suffered through it all those years. <sighs> Brutal. I'm sorry, brother. I know there's a stomach and a chest thing going around. So if you're dealing with either or both, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And are you feeling okay today, Johnny? Uh, I'm fighting it for sure, but are I'm you? way better than last Saturday. Good. Last Saturday was, uh, was it was getting rougher oh and rougher. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you're feeling better. Thanks, man. Uh, we're just waiting. Mike is in the studio. If you're on Facebook and YouTube, Mike is on the studio. That's but, right. But uh, we're just waiting for a slow slow computer it's to like, turn it's, on. It's like doing nothing right now. So. <laughs> and I thought you were the computer guy. Weren't you like some kind of computer techie person? Yeah, I was. This? I mean, I spent the, the first – my first career was – uh, I call it a desk jockey, right? Mm-hmm. I was in front of a desk. I was doing uh, database. Well, it, it turned into database programming for a software company. Yeah, that's what I used to do, and, uh, which is why my brain works the way it does, John. Or maybe <laughs> maybe that was a result of the, the way my brain works, but I, I find that it uh, that career helped me in my current career because oh, I'm a problem that? solver, troubleshooter, you know. You know. 
So it was a what, good uh, stepping stone for you then. Yeah, I mean, it's a great career. I, I, I love that. I just got tired of it after, you know, 13 years. Understand. Yeah. 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 Well, we're all lucky that you, des- you decided to uh, make a shift. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. My, inc- including me, including myself. Well, yeah, yeah, so it just works out for everybody. But, yeah, we got the best of the best. That means I get to be in here with you great people. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, let's uh, let's just make sure everybody knows Florida Talk Real Estate is a .com. I don't know if you got that out the gates. Your one-stop real estate shop. But as Jim was saying, uh, we're like... Um, I meet me. We're like uh, on the Sorry, verge of our 12-year anniversary here. So I'd, I'd love to hear you. Oh, William. Where's the volume coming from? <laughs> Is this our welcome, first welcome, Fisher welcome. Price? How about now? Fisher Price, my first now. radio station. Yeah. <laughs> Holding, number 32. <laughs> I don't know. I had it on no, mute, yeah. but my computer was good. still... Yeah, you're good now. Get the mute. Yeah. yeah, and then, but also turn your volume off. And yeah. I can never tell which one I need to... Which which are the FTRE or Florida Talk Real Estate? <laughs> which one's supposed to be on and which one's supposed to be off? Yeah, I always that forget. one's me. Yeah. Uh, cool. It's only been a few Thanks. years, guys, like 12. <laughs> but don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't worry, guys. I promise, <laughs> I promise on the 13th year, I'm not going to get any better. I promise you <laughs> promise, that. Promise. <laughs> Stick around and find out. But if you need to sell your home, guys, you know yeah, who to talk yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that later. But uh, <laughs> Strengths and weaknesses. That's right. But, yeah, um, I, when I was driving over here today, it was so awesome because um, it reminded me of the drive, the first drive to the Jennings studio, Jennings Road studio for yeah. the show, Johnny. And, um uh, Rob Egan used to be my business partner way back in the way. He's long retired. Uh, he's been traveling around in an RV. I, I didn't even tell you this. He's been traveling around in an RV all over the country. Living the dream. For a couple of years. Yeah. I got a Facebook like from him asking me to like a new page that he's created. Apparently, from being doing all the RV stuff the whole time, he became really good at becoming a mechanic for fixing them. And now he has a company in Lake City that fixes RVs. So he nice. comes to you and goes and fixes the RV for you. Good for him. Yeah, I guess he got bored of being retired. <laughs> Dude, I know a guy that um, kind of does that for semi trucks. Uh huh. He makes a oh yeah, I'm boat sure. I'm load sure. of money. And that dude would just he he would just he had a trailer on a friend's mm-hmm. property. And man, he just lived simple but made a boatload man. Uh, you know i was i was watching some futuristic thing about you know where um what's going to happen with careers and like family structure and you know government structure and everything one of the things they were saying was um how um it's going to be like wally no well like oh. electricians plumbers <laughs> like all those uh people the manual labor people that you can't do it with computer kind of stuff those blue, people blue are going to be very but they're not going it's going to be gold collar because they're going to be making a lot of money because well, there's so few pe- people that are going into that uh trade and it's you, just you know, going to get better and better for them one trade that's so definitely going to be slaying for folk about uh, plumbers yeah. Plumbers. Yeah. yeah. Plumbers. Yeah. Yep. Electricians, HVAC, yep. you know, yep. you know, all those of that. Of trades. Yep. Yeah. They're yep. all going to become very, Pipe very fitters. valuable. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and good for them. They deserve it. They work hard. Work hard. So, I know I, I grew up in a lot of construction sites. So, anyway, good luck, Rob, and good, you know, good luck with the new thing. I don't even want to say career because I'm sure he's kind of. He's retired. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of doing it because he doesn't, <laughs> you know. But anyway, so uh, when we were going to do the show, it was an hour long show, and we started January 7th, 2012. And uh, at the time, Rob lived in Plantation, and I was kind of 
crashing at people's houses in Delray or something, right? <laughs> so my car couldn't make it up here because I was so bro- broke. To Port St. Like, Lucie, No, right? I wasn't ever going to make it to Port St. Lucie. At least I wasn't betting on it. Not the first day of a live radio show. No way. <laughs> so Rob had to borrow his girlfriend's car, who eventually became his wife, and borrowed his girlfriend's car. We're driving this uh, old beat-up Nissan. What? Uh, the convertible ones that kind of look like the 911 Porsche Carrera, you know, 350, the the Nissan 350Z. Yeah, 350Z, and mm-hmm. we're driving up there. You know, we're on the turnpike going up to Port St. Lucie, and so the deal was we were going to do an hour long show. It was mm-hmm. going to be Johnny, Jimothy. You were the producer yep. back then, right? I didn't yeah, know I st- if you started with the very first yep. show or not. I, I started I with remember. you, and then you had some like surfer kid that came in to yeah. answer phones. Yeah, and then he did oh, it for yeah, like five weeks or something, and then yeah. I guess he got bored with it. And yeah. then I was like, okay, well, I'll just do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So. Um, as we were driving up here, Rob and I had made promises to each other of how we were going to do the show because we didn't have any idea what to expect to be on the show, right? We didn't know Johnny really well at all, you know. Right. We are just coming in, plopping in the chairs and talking. We had this uh, mortgage broker back then, Mike. Um, can't remember the guy's name now, and it's so bad, and I have, I'm on Facebook friends with him. But um, he had this, like, uh, southern accent. I think he was from Kentucky or something. Yeah. And we went on the show. We went on the show. And he shut up. He just planned up. He totally froze, right? So I I would ask him questions. And this is the first day. And he would be nodding his head Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. to the answers. And finally, I had to say to him, trying to break it up, make it funny, I go, I don't remember the guy's name, Jason or whatever. And I go, Jason, you do know we're on radio right now. Nobody can see your answers. <laughs> like you were and, the old pro. And he didn't laugh. It didn't break the ice. It made it worse. He got even more restricted. Ooh. So we got off the show and I go, What's, what the heck is going on? I don't like the way my voice sounds. Oh. So he didn't want to be on the radio because he was terrified of the voice, right? Then we had that attorney on that was connected to the mortgage company. It wasn't Paul Krasker at first. It was the, a different title company guy. And he was a hot mess, so we, he, he didn't last very long. But um, the first day when we were driving up here, um, we're on the turnpike. And so the deal was Rob was getting all the commercials and the advertising ready. And my job was to get callers to call in to stage phone calls on the show and make fake phone calls and say, hey, I want to sell my house or I want to buy my house. Because that's what the radio the station wanted. Yeah, because the station told me to do yeah. that. I was under direct orders. <laughs> right. You will not do a live show unless you put these fake callers on. Right, that and was, we were like, what? Because you yeah. have to have callers to make it interesting. Yeah, they were like, you're not going to fill an hour. Little did they know. Right. right? Ah. <laughs> you're not going to fill an hour. We're And the station manager at the time was like, we're not going to put a bunch of people who've never been on the radio show live on a show by themselves, so they're like, you're going to have to bring in a professional host, which was eventually Johnny. That was so, a good idea. Still yeah, waiting for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then, of course, we <laughs> needed the production crew because we were going live. And I'm like, and then my group listened. The the everybody that was the sponsor of the show back then, including Rob, who really didn't listen to this station, they're all like, okay, we're not going to do it live because that's what they wanted. They wanted to do a recorded show. And I was like, I don't want to sound like a vitamin commercial or whatever else has been on radio early in the morning on stations. I don't want to be that. I want to sound just like the Love Doctors. And back then it was uh, Josh and the Home Team and Real Radio Nights and all that stuff. And I was like, I don't even want the audience to know that uh, this isn't a professionally produced iHeart radio show. I just want to do it the same way 
Everybody else is doing it. So um, in comes Johnny, in comes Jimothy, which was awesome. We're driving up. So the deal was with Rob when we left that meeting, they said, we'll let you do a live show for six weeks, but you've got to stage the phone calls for the first three weeks so that we have enough people to fill the time. So we're driving up. Rob did all the commercials. What was my job? My job was to get all the stage callers. Plant. You have to get all the plants, right? I said, I'll take care of that. So we're driving up. Rob is really, really nervous, right? He's driving up there. His knuckles almost look white on the steering wheel. I'm, I'm unusually not nervous at all. I think this is going to be awesome. He's worried that we're going to bomb. Well, you're like fanboy, right? You're a real radio fan. Yeah, so you're like, I get to go broadcast from the Love Doc <laughs> studio. So like, you're in a different headspace. He's like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a disaster. And you're like, yay, my I get thing, to go sit in Dr. Rich's chair. My, I mean, it's a total yeah, different headspace. It was. But it right. did cost money, too, right? You had some oh, money on the line? Yeah, we had a lot of oh, sponsors. Yeah. We had sure, a so there's, there's an end game, right? But Jim's like... Almost like my attitude, kid excited in well, a way. My, my attitude was if it bombed, it would be hilarious. It would be a story I could talk about for years, years. <laughs> Remember that time I had the radio show for six weeks and they yeah. kicked me off in three weeks? Yeah. Like, I thought it would just be funny, right? And I, w I really loved the real radio crowd, so yes. I was really looking forward to interacting with the audience. You, you know, knew there the was calls. something there, right? I, I, I knew we would have a very good chance to make a real run of it, and... So anyway, we, um, we're driving up here. He's asking me the top stand. We're listening to music. We're trying to chill out. Rob keeps saying, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I'm like, don't worry about it. It's just radio. <laughs> it's just radio. It goes away. It doesn't like anybody hears anymore because we didn't podcast back then. And um, so he keeps asking me when we're driving up here, hey, Jim, who did you get to stage the phone calls? And I kept acting like I couldn't hear him because all the wind in the music. <laughs> And he kept asking me, and then uh, we get up to the turnpike, and we, we're getting off at exit 142, and we're heading east to go get to the federal highway. And uh, he asked me a couple more times. I'm acting like I didn't hear him. Then we get to the stoplight. You're like, huh? I can't hear you. You're doing that? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. I just was ignoring him. And then we get to uh, the, the, the traffic light at US-1 and Port St. Lucie Boulevard, and when you're there, you could see the big radio tower, right? Mm. So, like, we're hundreds of feet away, basically, right? Maybe a yep. quarter mile away or yep. something. And now it's getting real. So then he, we're, we're at the stoplight. We were in the first one, too, I remember. We're looking at that big tower. And then he shuts off the music. He turns me, punches me in the shoulder, and he goes, Hey, who did you get to stage the phone calls? <laughs> and I just looked at him. I didn't say anything. I just looked at him. He goes, No. Oh, no. You promised that you were going to do that. And he started freaking out, and he was very nervous, right? He was just totally nervous, started getting all jelly need. And I was like, Rob, 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 look, if we don't get real phone calls, this isn't even going to matter because if we can't help people and people don't see that we can help them, this isn't going to be a show anyway. So either we're going to find out this is a show or not. We only got six weeks because they were only giving us six weeks, and then we're just going to run commercials from that point forward. We weren't going to do a show. It was just going to be a six-week show, but we felt we needed that in order to get the business going, right? And uh, so we got there, and, I, and I, I made this up. He was freaking out so bad. I go, Rob, Rob, look, if we can just get five people to call us today, just five. If we get five phone calls today, we know that we have something going. So let's just talk, try to tell people how we can help them, see if we can get those five phone calls. Well, we got seven, right? We got seven that day. Next week, it was like 14, Johnny. 
right? Yeah. The week after well, and, that. And, and it so was, you didn't stage a single call? No, and we, I mean, no, I so we're, we're on real radio, and at the time, the Love Doctors were, like, Big. some of the biggest things. Yeah, and, and had, so And that's very caller-driven. You don't know what's behind that blinking light. It's unscreened, and you can have some people having fun on radio. Sure. <laughs> so there were some sprinkling in of real radio people. <laughs> Not just like, ah, let me call Regular them. listeners. Yeah, regular. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have some fun with these guys because ah. they're now one of us. And uh, we had some of those sprinkled mm-hmm. in, and they got more—they got more frequent. Yeah, yeah they kind of built up some steam as we got going. Did a you get bit. some flack because now you're the, you're the the real estate DJ type thing? No, not really. No, Selling no. Out to the man, they sold out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> that was also little uh, do they know the man, right? Uh, little do they know that was on the downside of the housing crash too. Yeah, well, so well, I mean, we you were, know, people that yes. were upside mm-hmm. down was a real big push. So the timing well, was pretty. I'm crazy. sure it was yeah. resonating as a topic. Like there, who wasn't yes. thinking about their home value and what to do at that moment well, in time. Well, week, totally. week three, we had over 20 phone calls. We couldn't even take them on the air. Yeah. We, that's why we brought in this caller person, just to write down people's names and numbers. He I was a surfer to, dude, as Jimothy yeah, said? Yeah, yeah. He was just some young kid we found. <laughs> it, now I we got Ross. Was, totally. <laughs> oh, it was somebody who worked at a vitamin shop who was working with the girlfriend I was dating at the time. So oh. he was like, hey, why don't you use this kid? And he needed money. I'm like, hey, sit in the chair for an hour and, and take down names and phone numbers. But we had over 20. So then after the third week, the Monday after the third Saturday, um, the station manager calls me. And I was driving around doing whatever I was doing. I was like, oh, this is not good because the station manager said that if we didn't do good on the show, we weren't even going to be on for six weeks. He goes, if you guys blow it, he goes, you guys are you're not going to have more than one week. We're just going to take you off the air immediately. This guy sounds like an awesome dude. Yeah. Actually, he isn't, as, he isn't as mean as I sound, but he was pretty hyper about this particular thing, right, just to be fair. and um, This was his baby. Well, I, I think he didn't realize that, you know, I was going to, you know, if you're the station manager, you have to worry, are they actually going to show up every week? And if they don't, it becomes a headache because then they got to fill in and, you know, ask the producer to do this and that. You know, there's all these question marks. And a lot of people, I guess, Johnny, over the years do not have the consistency that we've had. Very few of the shows last as long as we've last. I can see that. Sure. And we're in and out every single week. So anyway, he calls us up and he says, uh, (laughs) like, and he he calls us up. Very few of the shows don't last as long as we do. <laughs> in and out. I'm like, Jim, so, this is a PG. Right? Oh is it P- PG-13 oh maybe? Yeah, 13. So, 13, okay. Yeah. Um, so he calls up, and I'm thinking, this isn't good news. So he calls up, he goes, hey, uh, I've been listening to the show. And I'm like, uh-huh. And he goes, it isn't too bad for a bunch of guys that don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and I go, okay. And he goes, so we're wondering, do you want to do a year? Uh-huh. And I was like, what? And he goes, do you want to do a year? I was like, let me call my sponsors and see. And the sponsors, they were so happy with the results. They were like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it, mm-hmm. right? So then we're continuing the conversation. And he says, uh, hey, I got to ask you, who are those people you're putting on the show? They sound so real. And I've been, it's been driving me crazy because I'm trying to figure out who it is. So my bet is you went to the Burt School, uh, Burt Reynolds School of Acting and got the actors from Burt Reynolds School to call up the show. That's mm. what he thought. Was that a real thing? Yeah, they yeah. had, Burt Reynolds had a very good acting school. I took a writing, uh, I took a screenwriting class over there at his compound at the ranch. It's, okay. It was pretty cool back then. Now it's not there. Now they have the ranches 
It's a development now. They, they sold it out and turned into a development. Southwest Ranches? No, no. no. It's up in by Jupiter area. Oh, okay. So uh, what happened was is uh, he said, you know, who did you put on the show? So I said, nobody. And he goes, no, no, the callers from the show, all those calls. I go, nobody. Those people are alive. They're calling because we said we can help them and give us a call. And he was like, got so mad at me. You promised you were going to stage the phone calls. He started yelling and, and complaining. And I, I actually cut him off at one point. I go, look, look. I go, I know I lied to you, but I'd rather lie to one person to lie than to lie to the whole real radio audiences starting off the radio thing with a bunch of lies. I'm not doing that. I'm not making things up. This is a real show. It's called Real Radio. It got to be real. And that's how we started the show mm-hmm. 12 years ago today, wow. uh, tomorrow, January 7th, 2012. Helped so th- a lot of people over those oh years, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, with oh a lot God. of different things. And even now, I was thinking we're helping so many people's now, uh, so many people now, Mike, um, uh, Kevin Moore's um, mother, an 81-year-old lady who has to sell a home and then buy a new home on a fixed income. And talking about 12 years of uh, talk real estate on real radio, Kevin Moore was a part of it for a big chunk of those years. That's correct. Dead, helping a lot of people. Com and I, Krasker Law Firm. I, I, uh, when I was getting ready to buy my home, I spent some time with Kevin and Dead Helper and doing some classes. And, yeah, they were fantastic to position people and – yeah, they were there. He did. He did a lot of help. Yeah, and now we're helping another family, uh, Ron and Renee, and their situation is very complicated too. They're on fixed income, but they're both on disability. They're trying to sell a house and then move into a multi generational home. Nice. A lot of moving parts to it. Mike's heavily involved in it. Ross is going to be involved later, um, and uh, the advice that they were getting at the beginning was very, very um, risky for them. I felt. So just having this show for all these years and learning so much from this whole team, including the Krasker Law Firm and Trident Title and everybody else that's been on the show all the years. Remember uh, Matt Miles, My Safe Home Inspection? Sure. We had a bunch of moving companies on here. um, And we've had so many people, uh, AJ AJ, uh, Holman, Mm -hmm. the appraiser. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been so great having everybody on. And this year, we're going to have on way more hosts. One of my uh, guests, one of my commitment this year is we're going to have way more guests this year, which I'm really excited about. So thank you, everybody, for supporting us for all these years. And uh, we can't do it without you. So even if you don't have real estate needs, uh, which is the lifeblood of how we can stay here on the show, even if you don't, if your friends or family members have, please think of us and call us. And even if you don't have that, one of the ways you could support us is by liking our Facebook posts, our YouTube channel, uh, subscribing as a follower so that um, the rest of the people can find out about us. So thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Subscribing and just cramming the like button as much as you can, too. It really does yeah. help out. I know you may not get a sense of what it does, but it uh, it just boosts. Uh, the uh, the appearance for the page. That's Florida Talk Real Estate on Facebook, YouTube, and of course, Florida Talk Real Estate is a dot com, your one stop real estate shop. Buying a home, selling a home, stuck with a home, you don't know what to do. We've said for really 12 years now, um, you got to go to people that are great at what they do. There's plenty of people that are very good at what they do, but I have a team of pros, pros. These are people that are excellent at what they do and they work cohesively together at Florida Talk Real Estate.com. What do we got on that blinking light? C Run. Oh, yep. C. Yeah. Ron Allen. C. C. Ron is yep. on, and now we have him on the air. C. Ron, welcome to the show. 
Hey, good morning, Ziron. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Ziron. It's always great to hear you, and it's so great that you're calling today on the 12th anniversary of our show, Ziron. Yeah. Because congratulations, C- Jim. Thank you, thank you. Now, Ziron, how long have you been running the Knights of Pythagoras Mentoring Network? Uh, Knights of Pythagoras Mentoring Network is in its uh, 30, we're approaching our 33rd year. Now we're KOP Mentoring Network, I uh, may add. But oh. people still call us Knights of Pythagoras Mentoring Network. But you know, you know, Jim, 12 years is a long, long, long time. Let me just say this, two things. What people don't know about Jim DePaula, James DePaula, as I know, is a determined son of a biscuit. <laughs> and he, when he digs in, when he digs in, he's going to accomplish anything he wants. So, uh, and by the way, Jim, let me also say, I don't like the way my voice sounds. That's why I had a career in journalism, print journalism. So, <laughs> Well, see, Ron, you know what I say. I have the face for newspapers and the, um, wait, what do I say? I have the. Yeah, face for news and the. I have the face for newspaper. No, I have the face for radio and the voice for newspapers. Oh, <laughs> that's what I have. I, I always used to say, uh, uh, mom, uh, everybody used to say I had the face for radio. Turned out I had the body for it too. <laughs> that's a good one too. I like yeah. that one. Yeah. Well, I have all three now. And I'm going to add the body for it. But uh, C. Ron, the reason why I'm so happy he's here, other than to talk about his long-term venture, which puts mine to shame. Right, 33 years. God bless him. But. Uh, Ciron was a big part of my past career because I was a journalist for 18 years, and Ciron and I worked at the Sun Sentinel. Don't hold it against us for you know being journalists uh, for a long time. Thank you. And uh, and so Ciron and I have known each other for a long time, and it's so great to get reacquainted again in our different careers, if you will, in your passion, and then trying to merge them together. I really want us to really promote. Uh, K- I, and I'm so happy that I can just call KOPM, and but um, it's much easier, much shorter. It is, but um, I was always very proud of myself. I finally learned it because it took me a while to say Knights of Pythagoras yeah. Mentoring Network. It mm-hmm. took a while for me to learn that. <laughs> it's funny. Since we've been called so we've been called so many things: Knights of Pythagorean, Pythagorean. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ciron, tell me what KOPMN uh, actually does, and then I want to talk about that great uh, event that you were able to have the kids do last week. Sure. Thank you, Tim, for having me on the show. Uh, so, KOP Mentor Network is a nonprofit organization that, for the past 33 years now, have been using non-traditional means, non-traditional tools, and I'll explain that in a minute, to help prepare our young people ages 7 to 17 for life in, uh, in, in, in our global society. We uh, have a lot of people who say, okay, they'll teach a kid how to wash his hands after using the bathroom or before eating, how to open the door, etc. We go a step further. We use programs such as kayaking, horseback riding, canoeing, guest speakers, field trips, Exposure. We do those to help prepare these young people, many of whom have never and would never have had this opportunity had it not been for this organization. We've taken them to three presidential inaugurations. Awesome. We've gone to the governor's mansion in Tallahassee. Back when uh, Governor Bush was there, we were honored with uh, the Points of Light Award. 
so we took them up there for that. We've got, done a lot of, lot of college tours. We've taken them to the Essence Music Festival in New Orleans, a 10-state, we, we, it was a 10-day road trip where we stopped in different states and visited uh, college campuses and other points of interest. So we used, again, things that is just everyday thing. That's why I say it's non-traditional. And we use that to prepare them for life. It, it's pretty amazing. I remember when I first found out about, about this, these programs that CRAM was doing, I was a reporter. I didn't know, even though we were associates and everything, I didn't really know about the program until I saw him in a parade with the kids for downtown Delray. And then I saw Ciron, um, the kids were in a, uh, I don't want to call it a band. Was it a marching group, Ciron, or was it actual band? Actually, they were, they were the color guard. Color they guard, were, that's right. Right. We had the flags, mm-hmm. the rifles, and we led the parade. Yeah, and I was I was like, wow, I didn't know Ciron was involved in this kind of stuff, and it just grew and grew. But, you know, it was so impactful because at the beginning, this thing started out very, very small conceptually. We just want to expose kids to things that will open up their world to them so they understand there's a big world and they can do whatever they want to do. Sure. And some of the, some of the quote, events they were starting at first, because we're going to talk about a more elaborate one in just a second, was as simple as getting these kids to go from Atlantic Avenue in 95 to Seacrest, basically, on, in Delray, and get them from yep. there to the beach. Because these kids had grew up their whole life a mile and a half, two miles away from the beach, never put toes in the sand, oh. right? So Ciron's yep. group is out there, and a lot of them, and when I asked Ciron about this, this is 30 years ago, but I was asking Ciron, the kids felt because of the color of their skin, they didn't, they weren't, like, welcome at the beach. Hmm. So Ciron's like, how to go, no, you know, this is your beach too, this is yeah. your city, you come out. And just even that, how powerful is that, right? Just to Yeah, sad and very powerful, yeah. Yeah. Um, I recall, I recall um, through the Rotary Club at Delray Beach, and this had to be probably 91, 92, the, the city had the 4th of July festivities downtown, I mean, on the beach. And uh, that's when they had the fireworks. And, and I met with the police department and said, look, what about if we do a parade for these kids where we could have them on just march down the street all the way to the beach? And sure enough, that afternoon, about 3 o'clock, we had a bike parade. So every child received a bike. And we decorated the bike, and we had a parade from the police station all the way to A1A on Atlantic Avenue. Then that was the first time many of those kids went east of Princeton Avenue, which was the unofficial dividing line in the in the city of Delray Beach. We had a later on we had a sand sculpting contest and that became for many years the sand sculpting contest on the beach mm-hmm. was just a fun activity for the kids to do on Fourth of July. Um, Abraham uh, Ciron, we talked about Abraham the last time you were on the show. Abraham's like 24, 25 years old. I met him when he was like uh, 12, 13. Um, he was found. Right. I'm sorry. I said, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yep. Um, he just uh, wished me happy New Year. So happy New Year, Abraham. Um, he was a young kid. He had a very um, 
impoverished, begiving, I guess is how you would say it. Uh, hard-working family, but very overwhelmed. And uh, he went out, and, and this is the important part about KOP, is that he didn't take the college route. Not everybody has to go to college, and that's one of the things that KOP is about. It isn't just going to college, although that's important if you want that dream for yourself. They're going to try to make it happen. But uh, Abraham, he ended up getting his trucking license, right? So he's out there making a really, really good salary right now and, you know, is out there and really happy. And, um, you know, who knows what would have happened. I'm sure he told me that a lot of his friends are either not alive now or they're in prison or had major, major Uh problems, right? And now this guy's, this kid's only 20-something years old. He's running around doing his thing. So, and he, he gave a large part of that to KOP. So this group is really, really important. So if you're hearing this and you're getting um, motivated, it's like, wow, I want to be involved in helping that. All you got to do is just call our hotline, you know, um, 888-973-7828 at floridatalkrealestate.com and check us out. Uh, C. Ron, I want to talk about the uh, event last week, but where can they go on Facebook to reach out to you guys directly? Certainly, they can go to our Facebook page, which is just KOP Mentoring Network. We try to keep it simple, KOP Mentoring Network on Facebook or Instagram. As we speak, we are at in Riviera Beach. We've been here since uh, very mm-hmm. dark early this morning where we're doing a community cleanup. We work very closely with the police department yeah. to change lives. The police, they come in and they'll do the weeding out of the drug dealers and the other um, on-kind objects, if you will, and then we then replace that with a seed, and that's what we're doing. We're painting two homes today. We did a uh, hit those homes this morning and did some landscaping, and the kids are out here just having a a, uh, wonderful time, having fun. Everything we do, we try to make it fun. But, Jim, you you touched a good point. You said many programs stress the importance of going off to college. Yes, mm-hmm. college is important. But oftentimes the students that we serve are the ones who are less likely to take that path. They're the, I don't like to use the word rejects, but they're the ones that oftentimes no one wants to be bothered with. But we welcome them with open arms, and we expose them to different things, different careers, different different options. We have the we have a very robust aviation program. In fact, our aviation program happens to be our, our signature program mm-hmm. these days, where we every Saturday since, since September, we've been taking them to a different airport where they're exposed to pilots and other avionics and aviators and people who work in the industry so they can see the different options they have career-wise in the field. That's am- we also go ahead. We also have been have been um, just taking them on field trips, and exposing them to drones and things they normally would not have. I'm proud to announce that just a few weeks ago, we after years of trying, we finally officially partnered with the Civil Air Patrol, which now exposes us or allows us to have access to two sessions, one at the Lantana Airport and another up in Storch. So our young people, if they remain in this program, Jim, 
-hmm. Upon graduation from high school, if they successfully complete this program, they can get and they will get a full scholarship to any program, any state school that or any school in the state that has a Air Force ROTC program. You know the rest because once oh. they graduate that program from college, they'll have a career for four years. And if they want, they'll have a career for 30 years or 20 years. I'm one of the fortunate ones. I did 30 years in the military. So I know the importance of having opportunities like this. Yes. It's, it's really, really amazing. Just out of curiosity, how many kids do you have out there today? I have six kids here today. Mm -hmm. um, we have about 17 in the, in the, in the Azoria State from Riviera Beach. We have another 15 in Delray, but we have 17 mm -hmm. in, um, in Riviera Beach. I, I, Last, just a few weeks ago, we finished up the Blues Camp, but I'll tell you more about that later. I want to uh, I want to put out there that one of the things that I'm hoping that Ciron's group can get this year is a multi-person passenger van. We're really going to try. I'm obsessed with this now, Ciron. So we're going to start doing um, some meet and greets, maybe at some of the local restaurants and stuff, where people from the show can come in and just say hello, talk to the crowd, uh, talk to the crew, and then. Um, we're going to try to raise uh, money to get that passenger van. They really, really need it. The, the van that they're using right now is on, um, you know, it's on bubblegum and shoestring. It's just an older thing. It's and they on need life something. support, right? Everything. Yeah. yeah, and uh, he's helping everybody, you know, all the kids, so many kids in the community. He's impacting so many people. So we got to help him help them. You know, and so we're going to really make a push for that. Beautiful. See, Ron, tell me about what happened because I got to I got to go on to a couple other things. But tell me what happened in um, the jazz group last night, uh, last week. I saw Al Pefley on Channel 12 um, uh, do some coverage on that. And then Channel 12 had a really good news article, which is on our Facebook page, Florida Talk Real Estate. Yeah. So you can find it there. But tell us how that went. Yeah, thank you. Uh, about four years ago, a young man out of Chicago reached out to me and said, Ciron, you need to meet this guy, uh, Fernando Jones, who is a Chicago blues man. He's a professor at Columbia College in Chicago. And he goes around the world, 21 different countries, I mean, 21 different cities in, in many countries, including Tokyo, um, uh, London, and uh, Italy, and Cuba, Havana. He d does these week-long camps, blues camps, exposing kids to the arts. And I went up with the intent of hanging out with him for a day to see what he could get a sense of what the program's about. End up staying for a week. I was so impressed with how he was able to get those. <laughs> how he was able to get those, excuse me, get those kids mm -hmm. to just open up. And uh, very reclusive kids from all over the country came in and they just opened up. I said, look, man, whatever you're doing to these kids, I'd like for you to do that to mine in Florida. And four years later, he's been doing that every year. The Comes down during the winter, on the 26th of the month, 26th of December, and he does five days of camp. So during the day, the kids learn about the history of blues, and they learn of different songs. And later in the afternoon, they perform at a different venue around the county. This year, they had the honor of performing for passengers uh, heading out on the 
Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville at sea in Riviera Beach. They did one day at a, a senior yep. uh, community center in Riviera Beach and also at Azoria State, which is a community housing complex. But these kids never heard of blues, many of them, and came in and just, again, learned the, this, this art, form of art, and just had fun. A week out of school and just had fun, and they were so enriched at the end of end of the week. Yeah, it, it's Franklin uh, takes them to Chicago in the summer to the blues, the blues camp, the bigger blues camp, like the Grand uh, Puba this summer in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really impactful, and I wanted to give a special shout out to Middle and Matesh Patel. Um, they were so nice that um, we, uh, our team, helped them buy a home. In, um, in the Wellington area, and they said if we did a good job that they would give um, money for a charity of our choice. So uh, we donated for that specific event, and uh, C-Ron used that money for all those kids that went out there, so we're really, really yeah. happy that that happened. I mean, it was Thank so you. nice for Middle and Matesh yeah. to do that. Very nice. Direct Very direct nice impact. Just like that. That's yeah. exactly right. Yep. And don't forget, C-Ron, he is a commercial airline pilot. And I know you have a lot of, uh, you know, um, aviation stuff going, but he said he would love to speak before the kids if you want him to do that. I would love for him to do that. And then finally, Ciron, uh Nancy is working on setting up a lunch with that gym guy that I want us to meet with. It's going to be very impactful. I think he could be uh, very helpful to your cause. Okay. Super. Jim, thank you for your time. Thank you, sir. Have fun out there. Be Have fun with the kids, okay? All right. Take care, guys. Hey, thank you very much for being with us, Iran. Happy New Year to you. And uh, as Jim noted, you can uh, learn more on Facebook. Uh, Go to Florida Talk Real Estate if you don't remember the KOPMN. No, actually, it's just KOP Mentoring Network. KOP Mentoring Network. If you just search that. It's a continuity that we search for so very much. Yeah, Uh, I know. Always remember (laughs) FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. You can just reach out to Jim and be like, how do I do that again? That's FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Johnny has never liked how many times you've changed your name. It just just defeats the whole purpose of branding. Just, yes. Talk Real Estate estate with Rob and Jim. Florida Talk Real Estate. Florida Home Pros and Tari's International. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. We had like all these different, you know, but you know what's never changed? Our customer service, our results, you know, caring about people, making sure we do the right thing. That has stayed uh, (laughs) consistent for sure, no (laughs) doubt about it. Results-based, caring about the community, making relationships, and just – you know, just forging the path forward to try to get the results you're looking for. That's yeah. that's what happens at FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I I know we we talked to Ciron for a bit, but it's really important because what he does for the community is pretty amazing. And there are so many people that help him, and he spends his whole day because he's retired now, pretty much. He spends his whole day, and he just travels around all over the area trying to meet movers and shakers and explain why they need to help him with the program, and they all. They just melt, and now a lot. Yeah. So many of them just know them now. Now it isn't about explaining the program or anything. It's, hey, we're trying to get this going for the kids. Can you help out this time? Well, he doesn't just uh, say it; he lives it. So it's it's easy to I get think behind. He when said you feel that he's had eight thousand kids go through that program over the thirty three years or something like that. So he's very special. That's a very special gentleman. We just listen. And to. even the like when you asked him how many were act like I guess currently. I mean, it's mm-hmm. in it's in the teens. 
but do that every cycle. And he's, what would you say, 8,000 kids that he has basically mentored, mm-hmm. you know, or through the program has mentored. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And a very simple but uh, impactful mission, which is open up their eyes to, to what's possible. Right, yeah, which just, is pretty pretty amazing. That's mm-hmm. that you you nailed it. What's possible? Like, yeah. don't just get lost in. I can't do any of that. That's not for me. It's, oh no, it is. You just gotta, yeah, dream yeah, big. You gotta dream big. That's, yeah, that's it's it's beautiful. really it's really is. Um, and let me see here. I'm I want to just do a. I'm sorry. Hold what on you want to do? I'm trying to get to the right screen. I have too many screens up. I'm looking for. Oh, here it is. I found it. Yay. Okay, uh, I want to just give a couple of shout-outs because we weren't here last week. Is that true? I think yeah, last week sure. I was no, here. We, I was here, too. Yeah. You guys are making it up. We were remember all here Johnny week. had... Uh, left at 10.30? We had the prediction. Oh, yeah, today's the 6th. I thought... I keep thinking it's the week after Christmas still. I still think it's the week after Christmas. It's it is before. It's, it's two, because two I work too much. To, um, so I wanted to give a couple of shout-outs. Um uh, let me see. Wanted to give a I'll shout. I'll let you know if we did them last week. Okay. I uh, wanted to uh, give a shout out to Paul. Um, we ended up selling their house in Port St. Lucie. We put it on the market. How long did it take us? We got close to full, but not full because um, there were some issues with the house. But we did it in a pretty decent amount of time. We sold the house in four days. Um, we're going to be closing in about 20 days from now. Everything went well with the inspection. Uh, appraisal came out okay, so now we're just waiting to close. So congratulations to Paul. Yes, congrats. Uh, Paul listened to our show for years and years. Uh, he had called us or- originally, Mike, to talk about refis. This, he's been in our database for several years. He called for refis with you at some point to see if that was a smart thing. Yep. Uh, we analyzed the price of his home to see if it was smart for him to sell it and buy a new home. This is a few years ago. And then um, his, unfortunately, his father passed, so he had to sell his father's house. So he came to us, and we got the job done, and we're almost done. So congratulations on that. Um, now uh, the other people is, um, thank you, Cindy, for allowing us to um, put your um, uh, another estate sale on the market. Uh, we put it on the market. We didn't even have a chance to talk about it. We put it on the market for three hundred five. It was a two two um, condo. And uh, we we sold it so fast. Sold, remember. sold, sold. Yeah, it went under contract yesterday. So how long was it on the market? Oh, this one was on the market a little bit, 16 days. <laughs> Slacker. <laughs> yeah, bummer, right? So Jimmy's like, wow, what did you do wrong with that one, yeah, right? Really? Compared to yours, 16 days. 16 days. Uh, we got near full asking price on it. Um, the roof is older on this one, and it's a little dated, but we got the job done. want to say also congratulations to April and Joe. Um, we sold their home that's over on um, Lake Clark, and not in Lake Clark Shores. This is Lake Worth Beach side of Lake Clark Shores. But we sold their house, um, and congratulations on that. And let me see here. Hold on. And thank you, Peggy and Carl. Peggy and Carl have allowed me to put their house on the market. Really special couple. I'm uh, really looking forward to work with them. We have a property, 1751 Southwest South Worth Terrace in Port St. Lucie. It's a, f- a three-bedroom, two-bath, almost 2,000 square feet under air, 27 under roof with a two-car garage and a nice backyard porch. House is fenced, has a brand-new solar panel system. 
they say that their electricity bills like seventy dollars a month. Nice, uh, because the electrical panel. I want Did that. you say Southwest Southworth? That's yeah, I know uh, it drives wow. me crazy. Yeah. It's Southwest Southworth Terrace. I hate I hate saying that one. <laughs> so uh, twister. <laughs> I know it is. It is. Yeah. Um, and I also had one West Terrace Drive, and it was one seven five one. That's the one in Lake Clark, and I always got the two confused, even though completely different houses. So um, their houses on the market, uh, Southworth Terrace in Port St. Lucie three two. 2,000 square feet under air. We have it on the market at 400,000. So if you're looking for a 3-2, there's room for a pool if you want to put one in there. Um, Really nice, light and airy house with an open floor plan. Uh, It's got a couple skylights, which makes it really nice. Nice. Uh, Really nice-sized master bedroom in that. And a really... um, It's probably 300 square feet uh, back porch. Uh, that's cool. screened in, which is really nice. So it's cool. You go out there, have your cup of coffee, or have a cocktail at night. It's Can pretty fit nice. Could a hot tub on that patio. Yeah, you could actually. You could do that. Yeah, no problem with that. Is it a time machine too? <laughs> <laughs> I would like it to be, even as, even if it isn't. I want it to be. Um, let me just do one more. Uh, if you could just bear with me. Southwest Southworth. <laughs> Can't get out of my head. Closely. I think I'm like Southwest Southworth. I know. When he said it, I was like, well, he said it right. Yeah. Like, it all came out right. It's just, that's a mouthful. Now, is the South there an S, or is it, so is it SW and then full it's spelled SW, out South? It's <laughs> SW and then f- spelt out South yeah. Worth. Uh, and all one word, yeah. not two words. Right? So, again, it makes it complicated. Um, oh, a couple other shout-outs. Uh, Reminds Ron, me of my last name. Ron and Renee, uh, thank you for hiring us. We're going to be selling their house and then... Helping them buy a new home. Mike is working on the mortgage for them right now. Oh, nice. Military uh, vet, Ron. Yep. Oh, yes. And thank, thank you for, you your, for service. your service. Yep. Yeah. Uh, great couple. Really looking forward to helping um, get their house on the market, which we hope will be on the market next week. I turned in an offer in for them yesterday on a house they want to buy. We'll see what happens with that one. And finally, last but not least, um, Thank you, C. Paul, for hiring us to uh, look for a piece of land for him. He's looking for a five-acre to ten-acre piece of land. Um, he got burned. Oh, this is really important. So this guy's from Kentucky. So a Keller Williams agent in Kentucky found me and asked if we can take over his deal. Now, they had used another Keller Williams agent earlier, and C. Paul found a uh, property, went into contract. It's a cash deal. His money was wired into the title company, ready to be released to the buyer, uh, the seller. And at the last minute, the, I don't know who the title company was, but at the last minute, the title company felt like the deal was fishy. So they called the they tracked down the owner to talk to him on the phone, and the owner's like, "I'm not selling that property." Hmm. So he you almost said the owner, lost. not the seller. Were they not the same person? I'm sorry, the the, own, the seller. Yeah, and so the owner's like, "I'm not selling the property." So they had a fake seller. Oh. They had a fake seller, and they were just about to wire the money. And this is with land. Yeah, vacant land. And it was cash, obviously. I wonder what it is. And it was hundreds. I don't want to get into the numbers, but it was multiple $100,000, multiple. Wow. Right? So he almost lost everything. So now he doesn't trust anybody, right? Who could blame him? Yeah. Net welcome to Florida. We're number one in mortgage fraud, identity fraud. Right? You said the title company caught that at the last. Title second company caught somehow? it. I don't know what was fishy. He didn't get into yeah. it, but so now when he was talking to me, and this is a very common thing. So then when we were talking, because the agent found me, talked to me, he's like, "Yeah, you're the guy." 
uh, got me to see Paul, but see Paul wouldn't tell me anything. He wouldn't tell me his budget. He wouldn't tell me what he was using the land for. Was it going to be a commercial deal or was he putting a house on it? How big of a house so that we can compare to the rest of the neighborhood so he doesn't over-improve? You know, you don't want to over-improve your property. And he wouldn't really work with us at all about that. So I had to have a tough conversation with him and basically say, I gave you a lot of information. I analyzed the property that you're looking to buy. We've shown to you that it's about 30% overpriced, right, the, the property he wanted to buy. Um, we did a video to show you why, and we, you know, we did all this stuff for you. All we're asking is that you make a commitment to work with us full time. And he didn't want to do that. So I said respectfully, um, I appreciate that. No hard feelings here, but we can't work with you because we work with a lot of people and we got to know that you're with us just as much as we're with you. So I did what's called the takeaway. And then two days later, he called me back and I told him, I said, I don't have any hard feelings. I'm not angry with you, but you got to agree to work with us or we can't move forward. Yeah. And if you if you find out that all the things I told you could happen to you do happen to you and you go, oh, Jim told me that was going to happen. Come back to me. Take we'll do it again. with open arms, right? Yeah. No problem. And that's what happened. He came back a couple of days later. He's like, I, I watched your video very carefully. I'm ready to turn in an offer on something. Yeah. And so we turned the offer in yesterday, so I got my fingers crossed. So that's thank actually you, instructive Paul. for real estate agents. Well, there's a lot of lot of instructive there about you know land deals and things like that. But just with the last thing you just said, Jim, which is sometimes agents have a hard time having that conversation, mm-hmm. which is, hey, I'm committing to you. And technically, you don't get compensated unless you close right, a deal, right? Perform. So you're kind of you're basically all of your work and effort is done with the expectation of some sort of pay at the end of it. So I'm committing that to you. My time, my expertise, my efforts. All I want is a little commitment from you that I'm your guy, right? Or I'm your gal. And with buyer's agent, yeah. Mike, there's no fee, right? Yeah, so all that. you're doing is making an agreement saying, I want to hire you full time to go find my property. So there's really no fee involved for right. the buyer side now. Uh, so it's, very, it's also very easy to shop if you're a buyer. You, yeah. could, you could potentially, I could be talking to 10 different agents if I wanted to. Right. Yeah. Why now, would you ever do that? It's kind of crazy, but. I want to put a little asterisk to what I just said, okay? Because yeah. anybody well read, they're going to start talking about that antitrust lawsuit that, that's oh, been yeah, around sure, all the other sure, places. Sure. So there's a big bunch of antitrust lawsuits going around, billions of dollars in potential fines that are being floating around right now, billions and billions. It's all about real, commissions. Yeah, yeah and it's all about the what, commissions. What so he's talking about. when. Um, it's when all about I say, who pays the commission. Right, exactly. it's about who pays. So when I say that the buyer isn't paying any commission, that's true. But uh, according to these antitrust lawsuits that came out, they feel that that's misleading because they feel that the buyer is paying for that commission anyway in the price, right, in the price the seller set. Because the seller's saying, hey, i got to pay a buyer's commission, so I'm going to raise my price for that. So um, the, in the antitrust lawsuit, it was determined that um, realtors really can't say that the buyer isn't that the commission isn't affecting them because they feel the seller's adding it into the price. There's no out of pocket expense. There's not an out of pocket expense, but it might be built into the price of the house as a consideration in the buyer's <laughs> agreement. So it's very complicated it, right now. It's the it's price really, of the house is what I, the mark what somebody's willing to pay. Well, I haven't got into this because it's very, very complicated and nobody really knows everything that's going on yet. So I'm letting it unfold still until I'm yeah. ready to talk about it in detail. What I don't but understand this is could how rock it the industry. Like how, how did it start? Like how Who's the one that was so butthurt over something that they got this ball rolling? I don't 
it, it's laughable to me. It's got and maybe I'm missing. Maybe I'm missing the real crust well, of the this issue. This is what people don't remember about it's this. People who couldn't get access to the MLS. Well, so it's, it, it's against you know MLS was the one who basically strong armed the situation, right? Well, it isn't even that clear. That's why I'm not talking about I, it I, yet. I so don't, it don't there, make no it, sense the, to me. The MLS. The way it worked is most of the first of all, there's hundreds and hundreds of MLS across the country. In Florida, there's dozens of MLSs, yeah. right? It isn't one megalithic thing, right? Monolithic thing, right? And MLS is the multiple listing service. That's where all the realtors put the stuff there on the thing. And you only you only have access to that full access if you're a licensed realtor. That's right. It. You have to be a licensed realtor to get into that. And it makes sense. Yeah, and, yes. and it, there's a reason for that. There's a lot of private information in there um, related to stuff that the seller might not want the buyer to know that's not related to uh, disclosure, that's not like trying to hide something bad about the property, but stuff that really um, – and I'm having a hard time even thinking of what would be in there, but there's well, like – there's it's, like, it's talking about like how you have to put the contracts together and things like that. Give me an as-is contract. I don't want to purchase a sale contract, that kind of stuff. But the bottom line is is that the MLS had a regu- – most of the MLSs had a regulation that if you didn't offer a buyer's commission, if a listing agent didn't offer a buyer's commission, that they couldn't put it on the MLS. Yeah, so they just put like a dollar or something well, on that, there, right? Wasn't I that the way it was? That, yeah, and it, that's the way it's so always – So you just got to put something on there? It's been the, – that's the way it's always been, but – they feel then they felt that the National Association of Realtors is the one that so MLS said we didn't create that rule nor created that rule. But the, and so the twelve years we've been doing this show, I've always been under the impression that pretty much everything is negotiable all the way yeah, down to the commission. Yes. So like I still don't like I can't find anything well, that here, leads me down the path of why this is happening. This is all to me a function of the low inventory, and let me tell you why. Sellers are very, very strong, and they've been strong for a very long time, like four or five years, right? They've been super, super strong compared to the buyers. When I started this show 12 years ago this week, right, when we started this show, it was a very strong buyer's market, way stronger than the seller's market is now. Because the housing collapse. Right, because the housing collapse. So when we were going up to Port St. Lucie to do short sales 12 years ago, some of the neighborhoods had six years inventory meaning it would take six years based on the current sales to gobble up all the homes in the neighborhood. That is a massive buyer's market. So when massive. you had that back then, sellers used to chart, Sellers used to offer more than what traditional average commission is, if you will, right? So most, most uh, commissions when we first started out were 6%, right? That was it, and every commission could be changed. But customarily, it was 6%, 3% to listing agent, 3% to the buyer's agent. As the inventory got tighter, it came more closer to 2.5% for each side, so a 5% commission. But back when the short sales were, and you were trying to get your house sold over everybody else's houses, and you had a six-year inventory where you could sit on the market 300, 400, 500 days and be normal. Okay, that was like normal in some neighborhoods. Uh, people were offering 7%, 8% commissions. Right? So there was a market advantage if you um, increase compensation for the professionals because the professionals were then more likely to bring people to your house. Right. So if you developers are doing that right now, uh, a lot of de- a lot of people don't know this. Ah, yeah. Uh, developers. 4% commission. I did a, I did a deal recently uh, last year or 
late last year for Marshall and Chrissy. Okay. And I work with a developer who was like a seven hundred thousand dollar house. So that commission would be somewhere between normally fifteen and twenty two thousand. And uh, they gave a five thousand dollar flat fee for it, right? And then they didn't want to do anything that you would normally do in a real estate transaction because they're developers, right? So they wouldn't even uh, do the same things you would do in a normal real estate so transaction. So they were popular enough that they didn't have to they offer even it. normal compensation. They didn't need it because the inventory is so low and the demand was so high. But now some of these developers, and I'm not going to name the communities right now, but some of these are offering 6% commission to the buyer's agent, wow. right? So um, – which is uh, very, wow. yeah. Six, They're like, please bring us buyers. Yeah, bring a please buyer right now. bring us so, buyers. Even though that I know that sales, I, I don't think sales are collapsing for them, but I don't know why slowed they did this. But it must have slowed tremendously yeah. and they were worried. Now with the interest rates going down for nine weeks in a row, which we're going to talk about um, in a little bit, um, that they might have a different change, but they will change their commissions based on how strong the sales are. I'm suspecting. Is, I'm suspecting some of these new uh, developments that you're talking about are working on other phases that are popping up and still finding the inventory on some of their earlier phases. And they're like, "We have to kickstart something here." And the thing is, they're willing to take less, but they don't want the housing prices to come down, right? Because right. mm -hmm. they're like, "So we don't want to lower our prices because we just sold to people the past six months at certain prices." It, make, right. it makes it very complicated, but, but they you can, can you can maneuver yeah, it in other yeah, ways, exactly. right? You yeah. can offer can, a commission, yeah. or you could give upgrades, give away upgrades, yep. sure, sure, right? That you wouldn't normally have done. I see them working. So, uh, let's go ahead. It's uh, ten o'clock. Uh, thank you for allowing me plow through for the whole hour. Now we're going to get back to more of the normal show. We're talk about what's going on? The first thing we're going to talk about is with Ross and talk about some of the stuff we're seeing insurance. Uh, maybe it's not so gloom and doom. We're going to find out in a little bit. Perfect. Four minute break. We get back at it. If you'd like to be a part of the program, you're more than welcome. It's eight seven seven nine two seven six nine six nine. That's a toll-free number. Jimothy will line you up with your questions, comments, concerns in the world of real estate or what we're getting involved with. Of course, if you're not comfortable on the radio, always remember you have access to the entire team. I'm talking pros, pros. They're experts in their field, and they work cohesively together. Find them all. The one-stop real estate shop that is FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. That's FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Know it, use it, love it, share it. It's FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. We're back in four minutes. Florida Talk Real Estate right here. It's Real Radio. This is Florida Talk Real Estate with Jim DePola and Johnny C. Got a question for the show? Call us live at 1-877-927-6969. Yeah, it's 877-927-6969. That's that toll-free number. You're more than welcome to dial up if you want to get involved with the conversation or if you have a question, comment, concern on the world of real estate. Go ahead and dial that up. Jimothy, our producer extraordinaire, he'll answer that call up. He'll line you up. How are you, my brother? Hello, hello, and good morning. Good morning. I'm your boy, Johnny C. Here at Traffic Control, as always. Second hour of hour number two, I should say, of uh, two hours of infotainment. What's better said? Hour number two I, I, or the second the, hour? You, what you can't say is the uh, second hour of hour two. Yeah. You can't I, say that. I wanted to change it right like in the middle yeah. of it. Yeah, because I didn't like the way it sounded. <laughs> second hour. half, hour <laughs> number two. There we go. Two hours of infotainment is what we offer every Saturday. Here's your second hour. Uh, Johnny C., that's me. Ross Camarinets with Brightway Insurance, Juno Beach. He's right here. Hello, Ross. Hey, how are you? <laughs> well, how are you? 
And there's no penalty time, unfortunately. No. You're not going to get those seconds back. No, it does not come back. Yeah. You're exactly right. That's uh, Mike Rao. He's the mortgage guy with the mortgage firm. That's right. Nice to see you. And I'm on the camera, in case anyone, when they first Finally. came in, they didn't see me. They're like, all right, I'm, I'm not listening. I'm out. Now I'm back. I'm yep. on the camera. You back. can come back to Facebook or YouTube. Good. That is uh, yeah. Facebook and YouTube. We stream live for two hours on a Saturday. It's Florida Talk Real Estate on Facebook. Find us on YouTube as well. Uh, Jimmy D's right here, too. That's Jim DePola. He runs a top producing Keller Williams team for a, a, a dozen years now. I've told you. At least. Yeah, yeah, how about that? Uh, Keller Williams Innovations, you'll find the Florida Home Pros team. Jim DePola. Jimmy D, how you be? Yeah, thank you so much. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, last year was a good wrap-up of the year. Um, I, My team ended strong. Uh, we were ranked very high in the Keller Williams group, so pretty happy about that. And now we're going to get 2024 ready. So one of the things that I'm doing on my team, so I have um, I have obligation to ask this because of my coach, um, we're trying to help 140 families uh, either buy or sell or invest in properties this year. So we're asking for your help. If you know anybody that wants to buy or sell, even if it's not you, I'm hoping that you think because you've been listening to us for a long time to give us a call and find out if we're really like we are on the show. We met about four or five families this week um, in the past week um, who have been listening to the show for a long time. A lot of times it's the spouse telling them that they want me to come over and the other spouse that doesn't listen to the show think that they're crazy. You're bringing some crazy radio guy. Um, I had one person, Scott, uh, had that situation last week, and he told me that um, my presentation was great. They're still interviewing other agents, but they reduced dramatically the amount of agents they want to interview because the wife was so impressed with my presentation. So nice. hopefully we're going to get the listing on that one. I think it goes back here to like, you. this being a real show, mm -hmm. a live show, as opposed to a, it, you know, a recorded show where you're kind of just a pitch. A pitch the whole time. Because if it's a recorded show, that's what you're doing. You're kind of pitching about it's how... It's a sales... You know, it's yeah. a sales thing. Like, this is kind of whatever podcast you were sitting around. We're yeah. just kind of yeah. conversation, talking about some real mm. estate and, you know, trying to help people. Is, you know, so I think when somebody goes, well, I heard this guy on the radio, and they haven't heard it, they think it's that, you know, it's an infomercial, basically. Yeah, and that's exactly sure. what I didn't want this show to be when I started. I wanted to be real. Um, we've always been real. If the market's not good, we tell you the market's not very good and why. And when the market's getting better, we tell you. We try to find out if there's scams going on. We let you know about the scams that are happening. Don't get scammed, right? Um, if there's ways to save money, uh, we try to figure out ways to save money. And every cycle's different. Some of the times it was a great time to refi. We pushed, refi, refi, refi. Not because we were just trying to make money, because it was a good time to refi. And we wanted people to take advantage of that. When Ross had ways to give huge discounts to homeowners, some of the times it was based on, um, back then it was gap insurance. And there was another thing that we were do doing. Oh. Third nail a lot. Uh, third nail, yeah. um, which is uh, restrapping the house properly. That saved people thousands of dollars in their insurance policies. And then the third thing was there was a period during the show where, the interest rates, um, interest rates, the insurance was pretty high. And then it went down. And it was kind of like nobody really knew it was going down. It wasn't in the news a lot or anything like it is now going up. But Ross was our 
uh, canary in the coal mine. And we called him the backdoor man. Yeah. <laughs> and, backdoor, and we, we, backdoor, backdoor savings. Yeah, that, that's right. We used to say, hey, if you want to get a reduction on your mortgage payment without paying for refi costs, yeah. this is a great backdoor way of doing it because back then you could save 100 150 bucks, 200 a month yeah. on your homeowner's insurance. I, I just had that conversation. I'm talking to somebody about a refi. We got a preliminary quote from Ross's uh, Ross and his team, and... I told her, I said, listen, you know, you could get this savings, which was several hundred dollars a month. You don't have to refinance to get those savings, right? So if that's all it takes to get your budget, like, because this is kind of like a budget-based mm-hmm. conversation, like this person is refinancing for budget purposes, monthly monthly payment. And I said, you don't have to refinance. Now, she's also looking to do cash out or whatever. So it kind of tilted it. But I had that conversation. I said, listen, you still... So there are opportunities, and I guess, like... When these things are hot, yeah, we're talking about it. like make great re, great time to refinance. Look at rates, but it's also a great time anytime to have the conversation, and especially if the person you're talking to, they're a professional, they're not a hard sell, they're just going to tell you what's what. Mm-hmm. What are your options? Does it make sense? Have a real conversation, which is what this show is about. Which is like we want to be a resource if that turns into business, which it does. That's enough, the point, right? right? Enough. We're it not does pitching, have to be for we're everybody. not selling, but definitely we want to be your professional when you need a professional, yeah. right? So, but that means we have to know what we're talking about. We got to be approachable, reliable, and honest, and deliver mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and yeah. deliver yep. when when the time is right. That's right. So, you know, this is what this whole team has been about, and I'm really proud that we're here now, getting into the insurance for. And this by the year. way, it has been for a, a, a 12 years. Yes. Yeah, it's consistently. I, I we, if you're wondering why we kept talking about 12 years if you're just joining us it's we're on our anniversary today's our anniversary yeah. day, 12 years on the air so jim kind of shared a little bit about the first goes i remember the conversation before the show started i was like look if you guys don't deliver the way you say you're gonna deliver i'm not gonna host the show <laughs> that was a brass tax moment that was rubber meat in the yeah. road i'm like because i'm very- not gonna be associated with a fraud I can't do it. I've built too much over my time here at Rail Radio, and you guys just delivered and delivered and delivered. So it was easy for me to get on board when you're like, we got to do it for a year. Here we are 12 years 12 later. Years Jimothy's later. still here mm-hmm. for the very same reasons. Happy you- anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. That's why Jimothy's Happy anniversary. Bought and sold for me and my family a couple times. Jimothy has done the same. Yep. So, like, not only are we here with you every Saturday, but we utilize the team. I've done refi with Mike. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Ross has had numerous <laughs> insurance situations with me. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome that you guys do deliver. All that stuff, the honesty, the integrity, the caring, the just numbers, the, it's results-based, yes, but it, it's not always the right time for you. And those conversations are real. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. I told somebody you. yesterday I didn't want their business. Yeah, I don't yeah. want your business. Yeah. Wait, you fired somebody, or you said no? It doesn't I just make sense. said, "Hey, this does." She, you know, wanted to go with me, sent me all the paperwork, and then when she sent me like what she's currently paying, I was like, "No, I'm keep. Not, I'm not, I'm not going to write your policy. Yeah, right, keep right." I don't want it. It's right. A beautiful thing. Well, we're going to get into that right now, Ross. So f- before we talk about maybe a possible fix that's being suggested uh, for the insurance crisis here, a and fix. he's laughing, yeah. Um, I want to get into the crisis itself first. Okay, the crisis. Um, I'm reading a headline from a local news station in in Florida, not right here, uh, some other part of Florida. 
quote, it's really a crisis, unquote. Florida state leaders unpack rising homeowners insurance costs. This article was from like two days ago. Um, oh, okay. So we can believe it's real now? No, yeah, right. <laughs> Finally. No. Somebody's saying it. Finally. I was wondering if well, this is real. right now our average cost here is about $6,000 per policy for, Oof. you know, on average when you when you when when the smoke clears. Average um, where? We're about, South Florida? Or uh, all of Florida? No, all of Florida, right? Wow. So 6000 is the average. They said... Um, Wait a second. I bet Ross wishes his average policy. Yeah, that's the highest. <laughs> 6000 is the highest um, average policy in the U.S. Um, we've increased uh, about... We increased about 102% over three years. So we doubled in, in three years. And um, we're trying to figure out how to fix this because it's becoming a bigger, bigger, bigger problem. And it's going to get worse because um, when I say get worse, if they don't fix it, it's going to get worse. It's not going to stay the same. It's only going to grow worse or hopefully get better. There's no middle ground because all these condos that are on the water, um, intercoastal, beach, they're going to have major, major problems. And, and, and some of these other communities that are uh, not near the water, yeah. I'm looking at I, – I just went through a whole bunch of 55 and over communities in Delray and Boynton that have the older buildings from the 60s and the 70s and a little bit of the 80s. Though the communities I was looking at were always the affordable 55 and over communities, the clutch communities where you knew that if you were on a tight budget, you could always get something there to work for you, right? Yeah. With the shrewd boards over the years who were like, we want our HOA fees or our condo fees to remain affordable for our tenants. And so some you cut corners. And you cut corners, and now it's, and they've been cutting corners and, you and kick cutting. In, yeah. Kick yeah. In. Yeah. yeah, And every time there's a vote, everybody goes, "We don't want to pay more." Right. right. And, <laughs> and sometimes and you don't it's like, wanna... "Do we really need to repaint the parking?" Right. Do we re- no? Right. But then it's like, "Do we really need yeah. to do plan we really need to, to put redo the, roof the roof on now?" Right. right? So um, some of these communities, their H- their condo fees are going up from five hundred dollars a month. I saw one go from five hundred to twelve hundred and fifty dollars oh. a month, and they're not doing anything to the buildings. This is just yeah. increase the cost for everything, like inflation, if you will. Well, well, a lot of the times they weren't insured properly. Right. Ah, and now they're being you forced know, and, to be yeah, insured. Yeah, because after like That's Surfside and everything, know. they mm-hmm. really sure. went and said, oh, you only have insurance for the building for whatever, $1 million to rebuild it. And it costs $2 million to rebuild that building. So now the insurance companies are just kind of catching up and saying, you need to increase that coverage because one of the you know, things is you got to have replacement costs. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we the mortgage industry was kind of leading out that particular problem because there is like statute that requires the associations to get an assessment every three years, an, an appraisal, like a commercial appraisal to calculate the insurable, you know, replacement costs. And you had to do that every three years, but a lot of communities defer, put that off. Huh. And then the insurance companies would basically write the policy based on what they had, and then maybe some like gradual inflation every year, right? Like right. it would slowly mm-hmm. step up. And the mortgage industry at some point was like, "Wait a second, we're not we're not writing loans in condos where the insurance isn't even per Florida statute, right? It's not it's not sufficient." And so I've been for years. I've been dealing with that. Like, what's the replacement cost based on? Right, right. And you had emailed me something like the other day with a deck page of all the buildings. We were having the conversation. Does it look like it covers the association? And yeah. So you look at that stuff pretty. I, yeah, well, I, I, I have to. And, and there, like a lot of people in my position don't 
but remember, I, you know, if we're not closing, what, what are we doing? And so I look at that stuff very early. And so when I see this, this one happened to be a problem where like their wind deductible was higher than it is allowed to be. And also their wind coverage, like the replacement cost was 30 million and their wind coverage was 5 million. So it, it which just isn't allowed. In, so in my yeah. World, so what this know. is meaning is that the condo association insurance policy is not your personal insurance policy for your condo can kill kill your deal. And if you sure. don't know that, sure, you're in big trouble. And a lot of agents don't know that. I I ask Mike all the time to double check and trickle, check things for me to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Because for some reason I'm still having a hard time grasping some of the stuff. Yeah. But I have the resource here if I need it. And I know I call you too much on it. No, but, I, I don't. I don't mind doing it because it's like I, I would much rather look at it and tell you that hey, you're right, Jim, or hey, no, you you missed this detail than to have it go, go wrong the, the other thing. way. So I, I was going to say we're talking about like the crunch. So I feel like homeowners, individual homeowners, have had this crunch over the past like two years and yeah. definitely increased. Right now, the, the the condo owners, the association, Paul and Ross, you don't do those policies, right? Like you're probably glad you're you, <laughs> yeah. you don't deal in that world, but they got a, re- a really hard crunch coming up because there's just I don't know what the solution because it's not litigation. Like the solution isn't about litigation, right? It's it's, right. it's, it's, it's about like, like under insurance and getting it right, and it just, it just it just costs. It's expensive for the insurers to be well, profitable. And you say catching up, and I think sadly, in so many cases, it's going to be these uh, HOA obligations, these these monthly obligations for these homeowners, at least doubling probably, in a lot of cases. You know, that's rough. There's got to be some insurer, some insurer that that is going to have a solution that like helps them win a lot of the market position. Um, I don't know what that's going to be. But. I was talking to an agent, um, insurance agent from another company. What? I know, right? right. <laughs> and, uh, and she was she was telling me that um, what they're doing for creativeness to try to get things done, right? And I know you you use these tools also, is um, not getting the full insurance for the property. Right, um, like not full full coverage. Um, what do you call it? The the reduced coverage that's qualified for the more uh, for the mortgage, but that's it. Do you know what I'm talking like about? You're bare, giving me a just look. Just a bare bones. Yeah, just, just dwelling coverage. Yeah, basically that kind of you know. And she used a couple techniques. Now I just saw this legislator um, is coming up with an idea. It says new bill in Florida. Uh, by the way, they're coming in January 9th to do an insurance crisis legislative session to try to figure out what they can do next. They did something, what, Ross, 18 months ago? Uh, no, like a year ago. Oh, it was, it was only December a year ago? Year. December of last year. So we said it would take a little bit of time to kick in, and we're getting closer and closer to see if we're going to see is. some results, and yeah. we're seeing stuff already. But um, they're they're still saying that people are hurting too bad because we're still pretty high compared to national average. So th- what they're trying to do is the new bill in Florida looks to help to cut homeowners insurance premium costs by requiring um, insurance companies to offer policies that only cover the unpaid unpaid principal of the mortgage. But so let's. The, so the what, first, how do, what the, would that look like? So one thing in in that bill it says mm-hmm. it would. Bar insurance companies for, for placing a coverage limit on a home that would include the value of the land it sits on. Nobody's doing that now. Okay, repeat that again. I lost okay. that, Ross. So I'm it sorry. says this bill would uh, ban mm-hmm. insurance companies for requiring you to buy a certain amount of coverage that includes the value of the land. I thought they don't include the land now because land they is don't. land. 
they don't. So what are we doing? So now they're going <laughs> to have only a, co- like the they're only codifying Im- that as, <laughs> as opposed to making a policy decision like why would we insure land? Why would we require people to insure their land? Now they're going to make it law so that they can't do it. Even though they nobody does it. How is that going to how is that going to reduce the insurance? I don't know. That's like what I don't understand. While people get, you know, like, you know, the whole like you get these legislators that you know come up with an idea and think they know something, and they don't. Mm-hmm. Well, there's got to be just more. Like, in that. You know, and I'm whatever your political spectrum is. The whole Donald Trump thing with valuing of Mar-a-Lago, you know, they said it's worth like. $33 million because that's what the yeah. tax assessment Yeah, which did. is ridiculous. And he overinflated yeah. it by, you know, having a— yeah. That's you know, hilarious. Like, so, me, you know, you're, you're having somebody talk about something that doesn't really know anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I, and, I, I remember that particular detail. They're like, but the tax assessor says the market value I, I, is my this. My mouth yeah. drop. Like, my mouth like, drop. I'm like, that's the level you're talking about this right. subject is at that level, meaning yeah. like it's not very sophisticated and it's not really giving you a clear picture of what's happening. And I'm not into the politics stuff anyway. I can right. care less, but fair is fair. Right. Well, I'll and tell the you thing what, is when I saw know 33 million about real estate, you're like – you understand that that yeah. is that you know. Could you imagine whatever if, the property appraiser says is has no bearing on any market well, value? The way you even normally, though they call it market value. Well, yeah. Mar-a-Lago is going to be a little different because it's a unique type of property. It isn't like a. Sure. It's not it's a home best. home. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's but, huge. But um, but the bottom line is when you're doing single family home, and here's a little tip for you. This is what I always do. If um, if the house is assessed at two hundred thousand dollars. I'm times in it by 1.4 to 1.6, usually 1.6. So it's usually about 60% more than what the assessed value is. It's a great pitch, Jim. If you're in a sales meeting, you're like, listen, I'm going to get, here's your market value. I'm going to get I, you one and a half times yeah. your market value. That's, that's how yeah, good I am. Yeah, that's yeah. how good I am. But I think yeah. you would have everybody lining up the buy. Oh, come on. That's know, ridiculous. You know I mean? If so they you, put that house, on, if they yeah. put that property on the market for $33 million, it's going to sell. You know, 17 acres. You know what's hilarious? The most hilarious about it is that that made it into testimony, right? And some expert was like, hey, here's here's what we think about this situation. And it's like, really? Really? You you don't have anybody you could run that by? And I don't even understand. It's almost like what I was just watching Back to the Future and he's, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole gigawatt thing. It's like there was nobody, nobody on set. That would say, wait a second, is it gigawatt or is it gigawatt? Right? Like 1.21 gigawatt. Is it gigawatt? There was nobody. Can nobody I, on the entire set. Can I throw a random thing out oh. just because you said it and I want everybody to have it in their head for the next time they watch that movie? Okay. I want to know if you ever caught this. Back to the Future. So before he goes back, they pull up to the mall. He's on the skateboard, Marty McFly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a sign for the mall there. It's the Twin Pines Mall, mm-hmm. right? I think I've, you know, I think I've seen. Yeah. I think I've seen something's Easter egg on my brain. It's a here. good little Easter egg. It's There's fun. A bunch of Easter eggs in that movie. So when when he shoots the DeLorean and he goes into time. There's that. Remember, he parks behind, behind the that billboard. sign. The, yeah. Right. It was a, the, what, the future development for the Twin Pines. Twin Pines. Right. Because so when he shoots through, there's two little pine trees, little pine trees, ah. and the DeLorean wipes out one of them. Oh. When he goes back, it's there. It's the Lone Pine Mall. Oh, oh, oh that's so cool. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, I didn't really know that. Cool. 
<laughs> yeah, so he wipes, he wipes out that little pine tree. Now it's a lone pine. And then it's the lone pine. <laughs> so, it, is, it is hard to, to rewatch that and not think about all of the little things nuance. that would have changed. Right? Right? They, 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 if, if, the one load of decision is changing the future, but yeah, anyway, still a fun movie. True. Still a great movie. All right. so, but I mean, even if you, okay, they pass this law, right? Mm-hmm. Let's and get back to the you only have to cover your mortgage balance. That's just called forced place insurance. At yeah. the end of the day, ah, that's, right. That's, that's it. All you got to do is cancel your voluntary homeowner's insurance, and your mortgage company will buy that policy for you. Well, what I what sure I don't, will. but what I don't get, and maybe I'm wrong about this, and maybe conceptually I'm off on this, but um, let's just say you had in the article it says a four hundred thousand dollar house is a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage. And so they want you to insure it based on how much is owed on the mortgage. But what happens if the replacement costs are higher than the amount you owe on the mortgage? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like who, right. who thinks that this would be an, an, a good idea? Right. Right. So, you know, okay, and then like, now, so your, so your replacement cost is 400000 mm-hmm. You only owe 200000 Go more extreme. You owe 50000 Okay, you owe 50000 right, So So now you have a, a, a insurance policy for 50000 Your house burns down. Dude, awesome. You paid your mortgage off. See? Right. What do you right. got? Yeah, you, you don't can't have, rebuild your house. You Obviously, got the land. you don't have any money. <laughs> I think this, this is, is you, um, you got the land, and yeah. you, but then there's the cost of moving all the debris from it. No, it's, <laughs> it's the. Uh, I think the tiny home lobby is behind this particular bill. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, you can rebuild. Yeah, yeah. tiny home. Tiny so homes. what do you? So we have seen just c- last year. It was really, really bad at the beginning of the year. It was very depressing all summer. Then it seemed for like we were starting years. to get yeah. For but but the, but I then was it talking seemed, about this in twenty. And let me also March, throw, true, let me throw out there just on this particular subject. Most when you when you get when you buy a home. And you're doing the mortgage, a brand new mortgage, 30-year mortgage. Maybe you did a low down payment, 5%, 3.5%, whatever it is. Most of the time, the replacement cost is going to be less than what you owe on the mortgage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is going to, which is a benefit, right? If you if you owe 450000 but it only costs 250000 to rebuild the home, because specifically because you don't have to reacquire the land. Right. It's a waterfront house with a 2,000 square foot, yeah, you know, whatever. It, exactly. You know, it's a million so dollar if, house. If you require them right. to insure it for the, the the mortgage amount, that's a problem. So I think this the, the connection between insuring the home and what's owed on the home is a, is like a, it should be a separate thing. And that's the way it actually has been because it makes sense. Right. Right. Yes, the mortgage is tied to the home. That home is a security for the loan. But just because you have an event that causes a complete disaster doesn't mean the mortgage gets paid off. Right. It just means you got to rebuild the home so that the the news the security is still there. Exactly. Right. So they should remain disconnected. That's so, the only thing that's logical. So we did see some easing though throughout the year, right? Yeah. So I think tell I've me been... tell me about that a little bit, and then what do you predict from your profession? But uh, for this year, is there anything else in this bill that makes sense? I'm sorry. I know. I just, <laughs> no, when Jim said this to me last night, I, I don't want to get like... off the bill. Is there anything else in the bill that makes sense? I, I, well, there's actually well, there's a handful of proposed bills from different legislators throughout the state that are trying to solve. do some things. Yeah, there's a handful of. I don't know how many of them are actually gonna get any kind of. All right, maybe I have to read the bill. Okay, Jim. I'm sorry. Yeah, Go ahead. I, I don't have a lot more, and he threw me, for, and, and it's a good thing, but he threw me for a loop because I wasn't thinking that way. So what do you, what, tell us what happened over the year, because I don't want to be 
making it look like we're just doing clickbait about everything's horrible because it did get a little better. That's all that is. That's everything right. is just clickbait. I feel like I know, right? Case, if you can like... mention the word in a citizens, mm-hmm. oh man, you'd want to put that right in the top line. You know, uh, <laughs> one of our guys. I was just saying, one of the guys in our office did a YouTube thing about condo hell or condo crisis because of the um, insurance problems. And he made like an eight-minute video, which I'm really happy. Paul Likens, Palm Beach is Paul. But um, almost a million views in three days from all over the country because this is how big of the subject. People are interested in this thing right now. So you did see that you had more than— that clickbait all the time. Yeah, it happens all the time. Did you—you found that you had more choices sometimes with houses as we went through, like more insurance companies? Yeah, this fall— Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see we saw some companies expand their guidelines, um, open up in some new zip codes, um, start to kind of get back out there a little bit. You know, we saw you know I saw some of my renewals actually go down. Nice. Wow, um, nice. We've you know I, I think in the other article you sent me they mentioned something about you know the renewals not going up as much, and that's something that you know I've been kind of saying and, been and, and experiencing. Yeah. Is yeah, it's not forty. It's ten percent, but it's not forty percent. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, I just saw an article today that the twenty twenty four reinsurance, because mm-hmm. that's really what drives a lot of the price. And, and reinsurance are the companies that actually insure the insurance companies, and they're really in charge. They're yeah. the big dogs. I mean, not if the you think about companies. it on a small level, if you're a renter, your landlord is buying insurance. Just mm-hmm. think about as as you're the homeowner your insurance company is buying insurance. So mm-hmm. that three layers, same exactly. thing. You know, tenant, landlord, regular insurance company. If that regular insurance company increases the rates on the landlord, he's got to pass that down to you. So as the reinsurance has gone up for the insurance carrier, that's been passed down to the homeowner. So we've seen that it's just an article where those prices are starting to stabilize, come down a little bit. Great and actually have more capacity. So more capacity means more carriers can buy more in certain areas. And so hopefully, um, you know, we'll see this continuing to to happen. I've written probably three or four policies with a company that hadn't written a policy in two years and starting to come back in. So and they're competitive, you know, and they're not just opening up and saying, hey, we're going to charge 50% above everybody else. They're coming in competitive. That was me, Mike. I hit my glasses on the metal. Oh, okay. I was I'm like, sorry what about was that, that noise? That was I've never me. Heard that I hit my glasses on the metal. I shouldn't have done that. But th- th- that's really good news. So uh, the public listening, you know, the audience listening to this show, one of the things, you should be checking in with us constantly, you know, on the show, because as these prices drop, because we experienced this on the show before, we're the ones that are going to be the canary in call mine and saying, hey, it might be time to do the backdoor thing. I don't think we're there yet, but... As prices go down, there is going to be a cycle where all these people paying the higher insurance premiums can um, reset their insurance rates. And yeah, I I'm looking forward to that cycle. I, I don't even that. think there's ever a bad time to have that analysis done. So yeah. most, most time it's once a year when you when you mm-hmm. so for, at the very very least once a year you should be talking to your agent, talking to Ross, and like shopping. Right, just say is there can I do better? I'm budget conscious. 
I need to be doing better. But you could do that any time throughout the year. Yep. So I have a question for us. So let's say I got a policy, let's say, two years ago, right? And I didn't really check the policy for renewal this year. I just let it renew in my mortgage company. Do you think those people should go ahead if they did something to cope? Because that was the so highest I can tell you, your premium went up by more than 20% with my office. Mm-hmm. I've shopped it. Okay. So that's a good tip for anybody. I've, I've already shopped it because mm-hmm. a lot of people will email me and say, hey, my premium went up. Um, can you shop it for me? And I'm, here you go, man. Shopped it last week. Yeah, but that's, better. that's Ross Kmarinitz from Brightman <laughs> no. Insurance, Juno Beach. Not everybody no. does that. No. So what I'm saying is, is that if you have, if you're not with Ross, <laughs> but I mean, give also us a too, call. We you know? are seeing, you know, we, you know, it goes up by more than 20%. We are also seeing, hey, we're able to find you something a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. So if you're not shopping right now, it's a good time, especially mm-hmm. if you have a newer roof. You know, if your roof is more than, you know, 15 years old and you're already with citizens, then chances are there's probably not going to be anything better. Um, but if you have an older roof and you're not with citizens, citizens might be a better option for you. Right. But if you have a newer roof, right now is a good time. Yeah. What's the process like? I mean, do I need to send you a bunch of uh, documents? Like, uh, yeah, how... define newer. Too. <laughs> no, just, uh, like have, if I wanted to shop at Ross, what do I do? I mean, it, it, the most that I, I might ask you to send me up front, and I usually don't, is your current declarations page. But if you just say, hey, here's my address, you know, how much is this? You know, we're going to quote it, you know. Based on what we normally see on a wind mitigation report, it's not going to include hurricane shutters. So if you have a wind mitigation report, send it to us. We'll base it off that. But we'll also do kind of our, you know, our premier and our budget quotes and explain the two and then um, email to you. That's it. And if you call me back and you want to, you know, discuss them, awesome. Yeah. If you delete the email, you'll never hear from me again. Boom. Okay. It really is. It's, it's, yeah, it sounds, like, sounds pretty simple. I'm I know it's email you. I was waiting to be like, oh, don't forget this, because no. I've connected plenty of people with Ross over the years. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's about that simple. I'll tell you it what inspections I need. And if you want to send them to me, great. If you don't, then I, awesome. We're here to help you if you need you know, you calls back anytime. I, I got, stopped asking Ross if the person we sent him uh, used the policy well, or not, because... He's like, I don't know. Yeah, he's like, if they, you know, um, if I ask him to look it up, he will. But I don't even bother him anymore about that because he's so um, laid back on it. I give you the best information. If you want to use me, great, you know. Yeah, Ross, and, how many times did you follow up after sending the quote? <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, can I ask one more question on sure, the insurance please, thing? please, Do we need to have somebody looking into the claims process between the insurance company and the reinsurance company? Is, do you know anything about that process? Is Are they like deny, deny, no, deny? No, no, I think it's a event trigger. I, so it just I, happens. I if you make so. the claim, you get you get your... Right. I mean, like, obviously, today an insurance company couldn't be like, oh, hey, we had a hurricane last night, right. and now we have, you know... And so there's some claim. sort of oversight, they're, but they're, it's, it's... Yeah. You assume that it's a legitimate yes, request process. for a claim money. Yes. You know, just like if you were to file a claim with your homeowners, they're they're going to be like, well, what happened? You yeah. Know, was there an actual hurricane? There's some sort of underwriting documented process, but it's probably much easier for the insurance company to get their claim paid than it is for the insured to get their claim paid from the insurance company. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. 
Interesting. Johnny, just had a, can you look into that? Yeah, it would, and as you bring it up, I was like, well, I'm glad you're asking that because uh, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, so how, the, clearly there's a lot of involvement for the reinsurance companies in litigation, too. Cause, no. Yeah. Because you, you can't reinsure for litigation. The, when you're buying reinsurance, you're buying catastrophe. So they're increasing the reinter- reinsurance for non-catastrophe reasons. No. They're bottom line. I think they got to be bottom line. Like the reinsurance, because these are not global, global, global companies. companies. Oh, they are, yeah, so they're not a, just cherry picking. A wildfire in California, right tornadoes right. in the Midwest, right. earthquakes in Japan. I, I'm getting so like they Florida They just adjust their yeah. numbers based on the profit that they need. And it's probably right. very slim margins for them, I assume. Like right. the, the, the reinsurance have to be super slim margins. And they're probably in the investment world and all that. But I bet you that claims process is a lot easier than it is for a homeowner. I, I, you know, I think so. I think it's because I, it's, you know, based on a hurricane, you know, um, based on a certain type of event that, that took place. Um, so I imagine it's kind of like just a transfer. Yeah. Interesting. All right. yeah, good good stuff, it. guys. Really good stuff. Um, I wanted just to give a little public service announcement about anybody with student loan debt. If you haven't been paying your student loan debt for a very long time because you didn't have to, because of the COVID thing and everything, all the forbearances. And um, now I think you were supposed to start paying October of last year, if I'm not yep. mistaken, was the first payment. Well, um, I feel like we're back in the short sale market again of the way that these lenders, student loan lenders, are treating the customers. They're treating them like we did when all the houses were upside down. Yeah. So I want to give a solution to people, anybody out there that's getting a lot of grief. So let me just go over this thing. This is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. That's a government agency watchdog that's supposed to be making sure that uh, businesses don't take advantage of um, customers and consumers. They really focus on credit cards, mortgages, um, revolving credit stuff, right? Payday loans, yeah. all of that stuff. They've, they've, got, they've had their, uh, their teeth have been doled down over the years, unfortunately, but they sure try to protect us. They have. And, you know, Paul Krasker is not a huge fan of the CFPB, yeah. the law office of Paul A. Krasker, but I, I don't know as much as Paul knows about the day-to-day operations, but conceptually I agree with this group. The stuff that they have done and ferreted out and find people for over the years has been very valuable to protect consumers. Now, the problem I have with that group is that the way that they funded it is based on the fines they collect. Right. So the, the only way they can exist is if they give out, give out enough fines to support themselves. That part I don't like at all, right. okay, because then they have a, um, a they, re, you know, a, a ulterior, ulterior it, motive. To, everyone yeah. was following the rules then their budget would need to be very small. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. kind of like if everyone's breaking the rules, well, then they need a big organization. So. so there's a lot of people that get upset with this group. But, you know, when you have banks that are giving you um, extra insurance on your car without asking you and you're paying for two car insurance payments because you got a loan from them and they automatically give you an insurance policy and don't tell you, right? That happened with a lot of people. That same bank, right? I call it the Rico Bank, Right. That same bank, they had, uh, they trained their staff to, uh, when you open up account, to open up a credit card without you asking, and uh, then you know yeah. all, you know what I'm talking about, sure. Mike, because you, we, we knew somebody that was doing that, and uh, not with our customers, yeah, um, but, you know that kind of stuff. So this group, I feel like, is important to have. I mean, I don't, 
like government that much, but I also don't like big business taking care of themselves either because they're not going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. So somebody's got to, you know, protect somebody's us. Somebody's got to have the consumers back. Yeah, somebody. And, you know, this might not be the best, but it's the best we got. So here are a couple of things that are happening right now. You're supposed to make the payment in October. You might not have made a payment for three years, right? So now you're trying to comply. And, oh, I lost it. I can't believe I just lost this. Um, and now you're trying to comply. Uh, trying to comply with that. Um, You're having trouble figuring out how to make a payment or where to make a payment. Yeah, so now I'm just reading. There's three things that are happening to these consumers right now, and it really got me PO'd. That's what I'm talking about it today because I'm like, you don't have to go through this, right? So the first thing is they're not picking up th- when you call to ask for help to mm-hmm. find out what you need to do to make the payment. You're not getting through. There's not enough people to take the calls because they're being bombarded, just like when we were doing short sales and loan modifications and everything back in the day with the banks. They're not taking your call, and you're racking up more and more fines and fees for not making the payment, but you don't know how to make the payment or how much payment you're supposed to make because nobody's talking to you, right? Uh, Another thing is, is that the billing, when they do tell you the number, it's incorrect. Oh boy! They have the numbers wrong, and it's usually way higher than. Oh, it's usually way higher than it's supposed to be. Way higher um, than it's supposed to be. And there was a third thing, and I can't read it because my computer just died. Uh, so, what I want to tell you is, you don't have to go through that, guys. Right. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call us, and we can solve this problem for you. We go over to the law office of Paul A. Krasker, and uh, Paul's team has a group that does student loan modifications. I know everybody's laughing about the camera. not uh, laughing. I'm trying to figure out how to help, but I don't broken. think it's going to help. Yeah. You should put your glasses down. I guess I'm hands. not going to uh, worry about my camera today, guys. No, so um, It was doing fine for the whole show. <laughs> now I can see your <laughs> screen. you got to hide your... Yeah, um, yeah hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So uh, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give us a call. 888-973-7828. You can't memorize that. Just go to floridatalkrealestate.com. We've helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people with this program. There's a student loan modification program based on your um, based on your income. They base the payments on your income, not the amount that you owe on the student also loan. Also matters what kind of loan you have. Yes, you yes. have to have a government-backed loan. Yes, you okay? do. But I think something like 85% are government-backed loans. So right. if you have a government-backed loan, you should be basing your payment based on the amount you make, not the amount you owe. Paul can do that for you. Right, he's done it for tons and tons of people for us. Instead of you calling up the bank and you fighting with the bank every day and you trying to figure it out, why don't you let an attorney do it? And it's yeah. cheap. Oh yeah, it's, it's really, cheap. really. We're not talking about big attorney numbers. They're not charging billable hours to call up. We used to kind of break it down to, with the time, if when when you when you get locked in, when Paul gives you a number and you get the ball rolling, it's like a couple of month. Uh, lock on your payment. Three, he usually two or said three. About two to three. And basically, if you're making, it usually worked out to where if you were making that payment, it's essentially the cost to get into the program. So you're really like you're not losing out as long as you're making your payment, right? So, right. But it, and it was ten minutes, ten questions. They might need to fine tune some things, but we're talking about a really streamlined, pretty simple process as long as you can. Give the information that's needed and back it up. They give you the dollar amount of what you're going to pay to the penny. 
Yes, it's uh, because it's a mathematical formula that they plug in your numbers and the federal government tells you what you should pay. That's right. It wasn't like loan mods and short sales where you didn't know what was going to happen. It was all up to the bank right. and the, how the bank was going to work it out with government guidelines, but, not this program. We've had way too many people listen to this over the years and go, ah, I can just do this through my my, my server, the one who's – I. So they'll call up the you know the company and they'll go hey I hear this 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 student loan thing I can do what what do you got going there oh the government program we can do that for you and they they make you feel like you're in the same program can, can I just say why please what they do is they know the mathematical formula so they plug it in and they know exactly what the government will offer you and they go we'll offer you that go ahead. Yeah, yeah exactly and, then, and you feel good about the number they give you because that's all you're trying to do is lower your monthly mm-hmm. obligation but the reality is is there's no you're not in the program that Paul can get you in. And this requires a reapplication every year. Mm-hmm. You have to reapply every year based on your financials and how things have changed for you. So your obligation can change year to year, but it does require you to get involved every year. And if you go straight to your servicer, they're just going to give you the number you're looking for, but you're not changing much else. You're, no, not, you're not getting the you're forgiveness. Getting There's no forgiveness. There's, the program involves much more than just... Your dollar amount. Right. It's more than just the monthly payment. And I'm going to give you our my favorite example because I know it the best, but I know there's hundreds of people that have similar stories to this that have worked through the through <laughs> us to get it. Bless you, Mike. Um, Thank you. Uh, Amy and Daryl. Amy came to us. She got a degree. She was a paralegal. Then she became a foster mom. So she became a full-time mom. She was paying something like uh, six or $700 a month, I'm guessing. And um, this is like seven years ago. And she came to us, and because she wasn't working, her payment went from $700 a month to $0 a month. She made no income. For five years, she just went to Paul, paid the, uh, paid the, month, uh, the yearly fee, which is not three months. After you do it the first time, it's much cheaper to renew. And they remind you so you don't miss out on the program. Hey, it's three months before the program ends. That's Fill probably where it's worth it. It's like, hey, That's we're, we're not going to let there. you fall out of the program. Yeah, we're going to keep you in it. Well, we're trying so to then, keep you in it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. with Amy, for five years, she followed the program with Paul. Then I get a call from Daryl one day, and he's like, hey, Jim, Amy's payment went up to like $800 a month. I said, what did Paul say? Right? He goes, we didn't use Paul this time. Uh-huh. So we got him back to Paul. Paul found out the mistake they made in filling out the application. Mm. It had something to do with joint filing versus mm-hmm. the person that owed the money. Mike knows about this. Sure. And then what ended up happening was she went back down to zero again. Ooh. It went from 800 a month to zero. So she started 700, zero for five years. So do it themselves, try to save a little bit of money, and you can pay $9,600 that year. Or you can give Paul the little fee that is required, and they're back to zero? Mm-hmm. I like that. I decision. think that makes sense. Deal. Yeah. And it's so, just about like like you have to re. Essentially, it's an income based repayment. So income is important to that calculation. What are the ways of verifying income? Probably a variety of ways. And, and so Paul you want to think it. about doing it in the way that's going to benefit you the most. And uh, the best part with Amy is all those years she didn't make any payments. That was her obligation to pay. So she was supposed to pay zero. She paid zero. So she filled, fulfilled her legal obligation with that loan. So at the end of, let's say, let, I think Amy's a 20-year. Yeah, 240 20 months. 240 months, 20 years, right? Um, 
all those year, all those months she didn't make payments, they count towards that 240 months. So if she's paid nothing at the end of this program, all of it's forgiven. Yeah, so when you reach your point, your obligation, whatever's remaining is forgiven. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. So if you're stuck with student loan debt and you're thinking, this is a car payment, this could be half of my mortgage payment, whatever, okay? Give us a call and let us see if we can help you. It's 10 minutes, 10 questions. Well, and it can change your positioning it, it to buy can, a home, I mean, yeah. dramatically, also which is that. why it's really, really valuable for this team. But even if you're not buying a home and you're just dealing with student loan debt, you yeah, can go this is not for to FloridaTalkRealEstate.com and get Yeah, yeah get, this isn't get about real estate. This is trust trying to help people. And by the way... Nobody in this room talking right now, the four of us, we're not making any money off of this, right? Zero. We're not making referral fees or anything. We're trying to help people. That's Wait, what this guys, program's you guys about. Are, you guys aren't making any money? We're not making any money, Ross. Are you making money? <laughs> I mean, I'd rather not say at this point. No, so no. We, yeah. Makes yeah. you feel a little weird. Yeah. I'm just going to go with no. <laughs> we're doing it because we care, and it's a good program, and it works. If the programs don't work, we tell you. Some of the down payment assistance programs over the year, me and Mike have been very real and say, well, you could use that program, but here are the negative things. Then there's other really great down payment assistance programs that we promote, promote, promote. So please take advantage of that program if you can. Um, really appreciate it. Mike, we didn't talk too much about uh, mortgages today, but I wanted to That's go we into. Bad news. Well, there wasn't really any bad news, right? Well, uh, you said nine weeks in a row, but you've now. It's the 10th? The 10th week, we went up. No, last yep. week. Oh, yeah, we went up 0. 0. 0. 0. 0.01. 0.01. Oh. So we went from 6.61 to 6.62. Those right. bastards. Well, we'll right. start a new streak. Um, What's so, the reason for that, though? What happened in the, in the, in, what happened in the news cycle? Does anybody I know? I think somebody sneezed. No. What happened in the news cycle, for real? The, oh, the well, minutes, the employment. The minutes from the meeting came out, the one that we discussed, the one that Jerome Powell came and said basically what the minutes I said. I thought it sounded good, and they were all pretty happy about the no, inflation going down. I'm saying the minutes from that meeting came out. Right. But, but it was we already knew all the information, but somehow it was it was good news all over again, or it was not, oh, not yeah, quite was, so good news. Or I, I don't know. No, it was, well, I thought it, it was – I only we, read the headline, but what I read was they all felt that they were very positive that inflation is going down the way it's supposed to go down. Yeah, that's what pretty I read. Much this, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Which okay. is like, well, we, we are watching it. We'll do what we got to do, but it seems yep. like we're okay. Still don't understand this concept, Johnny, right? It's so not going to make we're, sense. We're, yeah. we're trying – one <laughs> day we're going to figure – I know no, Johnny, but me all. and Johnny feel the same way about this. Okay, so we raise the interest rates to flatten out the inflation and get everybody to chill out and not spend so much money. Right. No, and we got to spend money on their house and well, not on other stuff. Well, yeah, and now everybody is biting at the bit for us to drop the rates – so that we can get back to, you know, the good old days. But how is that not going to fuel the economy stronger? And we're going to be going into this up and down, up and down yeah. kind of cycle. Yeah. I don't see how we're not going to go through that. Uh, I know what's going up right now is uh, applications for credit cards. I, I was going to talk about that last week. I had <laughs> to say last week up. that you had That's to That's going leave. way up. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think that, I think there. I think for me, as you're looking back, you're like, oh, it's just built in for all the banks to make money right now. That's you, what they're doing. You missed it last week, Johnny. But we did. We did do a little bit of a prediction. And so the two things that we were predicting is where are interest rates going to be for 2024. Maybe where they're going to land, and uh, are housing prices going to be uh, higher, flat, or or lower? Okay. I'm going to go higher. 
You think uh, we're going to have appreciation? Appreciation, yes, yeah, even okay. if it's normal, 4 or 5%. And where yeah, do you I'll... think the interest rates will be at the end of the year? If we're at 6.62 6, 6, right now. 6.62. We started the year at... 6.61. Well, yeah, 6.61. We'll be at, uh, we'll be at uh, 6 flat. Oh, interesting. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking now that we're yeah. going to be in the high fives to low sixes, like 575 to 620, 6.25. And I forget what I said, but I, I was much broader. I said <laughs> rates will remain between six and seven, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and the housing will be flat. Because Mike and Jim was like six. Yeah. And when you say flat, you, you pretty much mean like normal appreciation. Yeah, right? one, two percent, either direction. Yeah. 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 So it's well, either direction, you you're willing to say it's going to go down. But I'll call that flat. Okay. Yeah. What are you thinking, Ross? I definitely think we'll see appreciation, mm-hmm. uh, at least or down Some, here. Yeah, down, we're down, talking you know, here. Down yeah, here. Yeah. Um, rates? Are, are rates going to be in the fives? I, I, I think Just they're going to be. Just based on Freddie's report. I think they're going to be in the fives. Do so you think like five, seven, eight or something like yeah, something like I think that? Somewhere or in the fives. It'd be yeah. awesome if they're five and a quarter, but yeah, right now awesome. five, nine yeah. is five still and not a quarter? Bad. How do we get there? Five and a quarter, we go back to inflation. They, just start, they have to. So That's what happens is, is the Fed back. has to lower their interest rate. Yeah, <laughs> which they've predicted they're doing maybe by and maybe by three quarters of a point by the end of the year. And they have to go down by like they got to double like that two points. Yeah, they got so like double. a point and a half. So yeah, so that's all that the that's all that we need to do to get there. Right, it's not that hard. I see your number and I double it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would go. Say, I, I I like your optimism though. It's great. And basically, Johnny and Jim are both saying, "Well, the Fed said three quarters, so I'm going to say three quarters." Yeah, just yeah. ride with it. I just don't think the Fed is going to stay on that path. I I feel like there's just too, there's going to be too much pressure uh, on s- consumer spending that is going to prevent them. You know, the inflation is not going to hmm. do what they think it is. But yeah, maybe it is. at this point, maybe I don't, consumers can't spend anymore. At maybe this that's point, I don't I think they no can. longer convinced that they're concerned with inflation. Oh. It's just not at least inflation on our behalf. Like the Americans people affect from inflation. I don't think that's their concern. It may be their concern, like the effects on the federal governments. I, I don't think it's it's not us that they're worried about. No, but if they're regardless of the motivation, if they're saying, hey, we want 2% inflation and they're creeping towards that number isn't it isn't it whatever they're doing effective like i'm not saying what's motivating to want two percent but they want two percent so yeah. they're, they're, they're they're using their big hammer to get there i like oh, yeah, again if whatever they, they they throw that number up i'm like good for them right yeah, yeah right it's awesome two percent huh? it's just not real world number i got you. yeah yeah well um i think this year one of the things we might do is we didn't um, get jimothy's prediction Oh, Jimothy, I'm sorry. I'm actually with uh, with the majority of the group where I think it'll be high fives, low six, and uh, normal appreciation. Yeah. So, so I'm the, yeah, the only yeah, outlier. Pretty much the same. I said six to seven, so let's call it six and a half. Yeah, there you go. So um, I just I just went into Palm Beach County, and I pulled up um, how many short sales and foreclosures are active right now in uh, Palm Beach County. So we have about... Um, we have about 4,000 homes for sale, including condos and everything. So how many short sales and foreclosures do you think are on the market out of 4,000 properties? 15. Okay, that's pretty I'm good. I'm not what doing gang signs over here. I'm saying three. I'm going seven. Wait, I'm, I got to add counting? nine. Uh, you have enough fingers. 42, 60. 60, 60 oh, wow. short sales and foreclosures available right now out of oh. 4,000 properties. That's a little high. <laughs> Does that include Compared condos like, and yeah. oh I meant three I meant three yeah. <laughs> percent. 
So um, I'm going to start looking at that every week because that's going to be a bellwether sign. If we start seeing that starting to pick up a little bit, that's going to show that we're uh, changing. But right now we're not, so just enjoy it. We should also get the the yard sign guy back on, see how his business is Oh, yeah, and we're going to get AJ on really soon. And by the way, AJ's birthday was last week. AJ, the appraiser, so happy birthday, AJ. I didn't get to say it last week. I apologize. Happy birthday. Happy Happy birthday. Um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I love that you think about the yard sale guy, because that's, uh, the yard sign. yeah, the yard and we sign. we were guy. right. It's, we went down 33% that, that year. That is, year. that, you talk about a canary in a coal mine, that, that might be like the secret sauce right there for, what did we do? We did the signs and the photographer guy. Right. Right. How many, how many houses is he shooting right exactly. now? Yeah. It's yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> um, thank you very much for being with us on another Saturday. Two hours of infotainment. It's Florida Talk Real Estate now. 12 years here on Real Radio. and It's helped a lot of people over those years. Uh, you may know somebody, and maybe you, that's looking for a professional uh, to help you buy a home, sell a home. Maybe you're stuck with a home you don't know what to do. Student loan debt. I mean, everything that touches the real estate world, I got a pro's pro that's going to handle all that and so much more for you. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. It's your one-stop real estate shop. Know it, use it, love it, share it. On Facebook, you'll find them. <clears throat> YouTube as well. That's Florida Talk Real Estate LLC, home of a ton of informational chunk videos, and we live stream every Saturday. It's great to have you with us. Again, if you know somebody, please share that information. If you're thinking, yeah, I might be interested, let's get you on the right path. Get you connected with a pro. There's no pressure. Getting information is powerful. And uh, get that information that you need so you can make the best move for you and your family. And, again, share that information. You can change lives. You never know who is looking for a pro's pro. Share it. It's FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. You got the hotline there as well, 888-973-7828 at FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Roscoe Marinette's Brightway Insurance, Juno Beach. Have a great weekend, my friend. Thank you. I'll do my best. hope everybody else does too. Always a pleasure. There's Mike Routh, the mortgage guy from the mortgage firm. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, I will. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And Jimmy D., Jim DePola, our fearless leader, the Florida Home Pros team, Keller Williams Innovations. Uh, have a great weekend, my friend. Thank you. Heading out to a uh, property inspection right now. Oh, very good. Yeah. Well, yeah. don't work too hard, all right? Right. Excited to get out of here this morning. What does that mean, Johnny? I, I don't, don't know, know what, what that, that means, means exactly. Jimothy, uh, I hope you start feeling a little bit better, my brother. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Nice sound you. like a million bucks. You look like two. <laughs> Is uh, Greek and Joe ready to go? They are here, and we're going to fire up some sports. Beautiful. Here we go. Week 18, baby. Uh, some playoff implications in mm-hmm. the NFL this weekend for sure. And I'm going to tell you right now, if the Cowboys lose them skins, block. <laughs> I quit on them, man. I quit. They better win this week. Commanders, you mean? They'll forever be the Skins. Oh. And if you want to put four in front of that, that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> Locker room is next. We'll be back at it next Saturday. Florida Talk Real Estate. Two hours of infotainment. That's right here on Real Radio.